How's everybody doing today? Welcome to Talking Points, that podcast that you listen to every week. We know you listen to it because it's the best one out there. All the best information that you'll hear nowhere else and that you didn't even know you needed to know. I'm Isaiah Cooper, and with me is my friend, Greg McGinnis. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing beautiful, man. Excellent evening. Beautiful evening. It's nice and cold down here in Florida, but it's not as cold as everywhere else, which makes me happy, because they are all freezing their asses off. You're right. We get, like, the nice, mild chill. We're comfortable, and everyone else is. I'm seeing all over the place, like, thermometers breaking, and, and everyone loves doing the boiling water trick. What's the boiling water trick? Uh, they love to walk outside with a, a pot of boiling water and then they toss it up in the air and it turns to like vapor and ice before it hits the ground. <laughs> really? Is it that cold yeah. out? Boiling it's water? It's that cold. If you type that shit in on, on the internet, you will see that everywhere. I've never done that. I've lived in some cold spots, but I have never fucked around with that. That's interesting. You never fucked around with that boiling water, son. Well, yeah, it was nice. You know, it, it was cold last week, and then it kind of warmed up just a little bit. It was, it was got nicer again, and then now it's a little chilly again. So, you know, last week, dude. Uh, <laughs> so, do you wanna, you wanna, you wanna hear a story real quick? I would love to hear a story real quick. Take your time. In fact, it's fucking Tuesday. Take your time. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. Take your time. Tuesday. That's what we're gonna. That's what we have to. What would Monday be? Just. Making it through Monday. Hurry the fuck up Monday. Hurry the fuck up Monday. And then take your time Tuesday. And then what is Wednesday? Hump day. Dirt. <laughs> so, um, yeah, dude. I, I, uh, I went out last week. Did I tell you this? I didn't tell you this story. I went out last week on... I want to say it was Friday night, maybe. But, dude, it was, uh, no, 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 it was definitely Saturday night because I had to wake up early to go down to Hooters for the foosball games. By the way, sorry about the Saints, man. That was some bullshit. Dude, that was fucking tough, man. Jesus Christ, they suck. It was all set. They're ready to go. It it was a tough start. They fought all the way back. It It was unbelievable. And then just to have it all wash away like that, it was like, Jesus Christ. I said, you know, that's what happens when a million people down in the bayou or just praying to make it close that's that's the way the bayou gods work they gave them what yeah, they, they wanted they made it fucking close but you get fucked yeah you gotta be very specific with your bayou prayer you can't say get me close <laughs> you gotta say get my ass there well cause they were getting oh, their asses oh. kicked early you know so at some point I, I'm sure in my head I said just make it close I don't wanna make this a fucking route look like idiots mm. I don't wanna get stomped you don't want, like, Super Bowl last year with the Falcons, dude. That shit was retarded. That was pretty brutal, too. Because that just went on and on. This was just one play, and then it's like, fucking, doop, you're done. You're done, man. But That's imagine good. having to watch that over a half, like, slowly, every single play, and listening to him say, Tom Brady, so awesome. I wish I could fuck Tom Brady right now. Over so, and over. So what do you think? So who's going to win this next game? Who the Vi- the Vikings now play? they got to go to Philly. They're playing the Eagles. Playing the Eagles, and who's winning that? Um, you know, I mean, good question. I, they're both sucky quarterbacks and good defenses, so I don't know. Maybe I go with the Eagles because they got two good running backs. Yeah, well, let's just 
Basically, what you're saying is buckle up for just a real slow, no point game. It's going to be a massively mediocre shit fest. It's going to come down to who fumbles last. And I hate when dickwad teams like that get in. But I mean, Minnesota's got a good defense. I just, I'm just pissed. I mean, not betting the over on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like a 10 6 game. Just two enfeebled teams rubbing against each other until someone prematurely ejaculates. Jesus. Well, so my my story begins. It was Saturday, right? And I go out and I met up with a friend of mine. Now, let me let me. I got to give you some information prior to this. All right. Uh, it's a friend of mine from high school. Uh, we met. I don't even know how how I started talking to her or anything. She's a really nice girl, but um, when I met her in high school, she was dating this dude. Right. Sweet. Thanks, man. She was dating this dude who was, like, going to college on the other coast. And being a young, dumb, full of cum buck like I am, I'm moving in, right? And so I, uh, I moved in. And it was, it was nice. It was like he had to put up with all the girlfriend stuff, talking to her on the phone and whatnot, and then I would move in for the good parts. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... <laughs> It was it was a great setup. I had no it was it was wonderful. But um so she there was this one time and and nobody nobody knew. Like nobody knew what was going on. But there was one morning when she was leaving for school and there was a big television set sitting on her front lawn and written in that car marker shit on the screen was I'm watching you with like a pair of eyeballs, right? On a TV. And it, on like a, a junk, TV. Like a junked out TV someone left in a yard. Yeah, and then somebody left it in her yard and they, they wrote on it. And it says, I'm watching you with some eyeballs, right? Like in a fucking Sharpie and, on a TV. Yeah, well, no, it was the car marker. Like what you would write, like I'm selling my fucking 20, 1987 Chevy Camaro. Oh. Right, right. Well, you write on the windshield. Okay, I get you. Right. I didn't really. The, made I don't know what that. what is that? That car paint car? It's not car paint. It's a car car marker. Is, is that something you can go buy? That's interesting. I always thought people did that with soap water. I never knew how the fuck people did that. That's not like the night before Halloween when you're writing with soap on the windows, man. <laughs> Listen, don't try and demystify it for me. There's a lot of basic, simple things that fucking blow my mind. I just I love the Look, mystery of fucking the mundane. If I need to know about how how to get a freight load from Alberta, Canada from I'll, I'll, to here. You're the guy to go to. But not I for car markers. Guy. Not for car markers. Unless you have a load <laughs> of car markers, you need to move them. And then, and then in which case... So, alright, so, uh, so this didn't really... Um, it wasn't like... For her, she was kind of like upset about it, but her parents took it pretty seriously and they called the cops and they filed a report and the cops actually ended up like calling her best friend who was probably one of the only pers- people who knew what was going on, and they, uh, like, they, like, really reamed her, thinking it was her, and uh, it wasn't her. Okay, so now that's that's the end of it. No, we never found out who it was. That's pretty much the end of it. That, was that pretty is much, fucking pretty creepy, dude. It is pretty creepy, and that was, like, the end of, like, we, 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 we've been friends this whole time. Like, every uh, so often, if I'm in town, she's in town, we'll hang out, go grab some drinks, talk, all kind of stuff. She's a really close friend of mine. So, um, 
now it's just the other night. And what's funny is she even this was this TV uh, was left in her yard. How do we know? How do we know it was her? She the only one that lives in the house. Maybe it's like the old lady that lives upstairs. And like, nah, man, it, it, they have one house, and she was uh, the only her uh, her siblings were all gone. It was just her and her parents, and that was pretty much it. And so they, I mean, it could could have been for her dad, I guess, right? But yeah, anyway, it's what's funny is yeah. So what's funny is like we I've completely forgot about this altogether, and. Uh, I was talking to her the other day. I haven't spoken to her in a long time. And, you know, you're talking to somebody you haven't spoken to in a while and you like to reminisce. And she brought that up. She's like, hey, did you ever, do you know who did that? Like, do you know? And I was like, no. She's like, wow, it's just a 10-year mystery. Holy shit, right? And um, now I'm coming home from, from work the other night and I'm talking to her and I find out she's downtown. And so I was like, hey, you know, I'll go skip downtown with, uh, you know, my uh, business partner. I'll go down there and hang out, have some drinks, and do do the thing, right? So I get down there, and we're hanging out, we're talking, and she's with, like, a big group of friends, and, like, one of her best friends and his fiancé, or her fiancé, and then just, like, a number of other people from, like, high school and whatnot. And uh, I go to take a piss at one point, and I come walking back in, and... Uh, she goes, hey, remember that whole fucking TV thing? And I was like, yeah. I, I was like, yeah, we were just talking about that. She's like, I know. And as we're saying that, the this her friend's fiance is pointing. He's got like two fingers pointed in at his face. And he's, and he's got this big grin on his face. And he's like shaking his head like, it was me. I did it. Right? What the and fuck? I, yeah, what the fuck? So what happened was he just saw me there. Like he, when he saw me and Macy like together, like standing around, he's like, "That's the guy," and he brought it up to her, and he was like, "Hey, remember that TV?" And she's like, "Shut the fuck up. We were just talking about that." He's like, "Yeah, I put that TV on your lawn, right?" So, um, <laughs> fuck, dude. I'd love to hear what his fucking explanation was. What the fuck? Well, his his friend was the one that was going to college. His friend was the one, so her boy, her boyfriend at the time was the one going to college, and there was rumors flying around that the two of us were hanging out a lot, right? Oh, so I see. So he was trying to help his buddy out, like, hey, this fucking guy's trying to move in. Well, I, oh, I see. Yeah. So he was trying to spook. He was trying to spook her because I was, you know, I was in there hanging out. We were hanging banging out. her, banging her. And I, I used to, allegedly. I mean, I didn't say anything. And then so. Uh, yeah, and, and it's funny, yeah, he was like friend, him and it was him and some other guy, and they say, he's like, yeah, we we found that TV, and I was like, yeah, and he was like, I'm gonna go put it on her lawn, and I was like, so wait, did you like go out to the store and like buy car paint for that? And he goes, hell yeah, man, and I was like, well, that's a little elaborate, right? I mean, it's one thing, you find the TV, but now he's like, now he's gotta go make a purchase? I mean, where do you even buy car paint, right? The car marker. Um, and then he's like, yeah, and it worked out great, because I have like, I have girl handwriting, so everyone thought it was like one of her girlfriends. And I was like, "Yeah, man, you got away with it for ten years, right?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I was just looking out for my bro. I get it. You know, you're looking out for me. I was looking out for your bro. He's like, I'm the friend you want to have. I was like, cool, man. And he's like, hell yeah. And, and then we, we were hanging out and talking for a little bit. And then uh, uh, he offered to go. He's like, you smoke weed? And I was like, fuck yeah, I smoke weed. I do anything, man. And so. Uh, we go out back of this bar, him, myself, and one other guy, and he pulls out this fucking, like, joint that looks like it was rolled in a factory, like, 
goddamn like I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of of joints like on the uh like that they actually like they sell pre-rolled joints at like recreational places and whatnot. They look like pulls it out. They, yeah, they're like nice looking. I'm like, dang, thing looks nice. And then we'd light it up. And I haven't been regularly partaking, so your tolerance, just like booze or anything else, was it was low. And it goes around and it's going around, it's going around. I keep taking puffs of this thing. And then before I know, and remember just last week how we were talking about, I can't like if I have a couple drinks in me and then I. And then I smoked the weed. I'm fucking done for. Oh, done yeah. for, right? Oh, yeah. I so brought I it like, up because I said that's what happened to me. If It's like codeine, cough syrup or whatever. And you're like, no, nah, that's everybody. And I was like, nah, I think it's maybe just people that are lightweights because I don't do it all that much. Nah, bro. Let me tell you what. So I was already, I don't know how many beers deep and maybe three shots. And I, shots? I love it. walked, dude, shots of tequila, right? I came walking back into this bar just fucking out of my mind like the three of us all walk back in and it's like when you know and like there's it's it's a little weird when there's a train of like three dudes all walking from the back of a bar through the bar and so already but now i'm like hyper aware and like super fucking high and i'm like dude it's like we just it's like we're on a runway man everyone's like these dudes just smoked reefer and i'm just so goddamn high and i get back up to uh i get back up to my friends and I say, they're like, where'd you guys go? And I was like, I was out my size, uh, smoking weed. And they're like, you smell like weed. And I was like, yeah. And then there was like one second where they each kind of like pulled their phone out to like do something. And I like looked around and I panicked and I just fucking booked it towards the door. And I walked outside and I just started walking. And, and uh, my Brian, my business partner, he, Brian comes running out. He's like, hey, man. He's like, so what's going on? Are, are we leaving or whatever? And I couldn't even fucking talk to. I was like, I, 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 I just need to. I just, I, I'm too high. <laughs> I love but it. I, I need to. Uh, but, but, but I need to gather my shit, right? <laughs> and he's like, all right, man. Just, uh, I'm gonna go back inside. You just stay out here for a bit. He goes back inside. Next thing I'm no. So now uh, I was on Main Street, right, in Sarasota. I was on Main Street. I was at uh, Evie's, the bar. Do you know where that is? On Main Street, I'm trying to think where yeah, that do you is. Know, do you know? Do you know where uh, Smoking Joe's is? Yeah, you know what? I've never been there, but I I have an idea where it is. It's right at the end of Fruitville, kind of that area, right? Um, no, well, it's on Main Street. Yeah, Fruitville and, and Main Street are parallel. Yeah, but it's so down it's, near it's the end probably, of Fruitville towards Forty One. Yeah, it's a it's a, a bit down there, right? Well, before I know it, I'm like, all the way up on like Main Street and Forty One. And I'm just fucking hoping it. I've never walked, and it's like cold out, right? I got jacket on and shit, and I've got jeans and like my sneakers, and I just don't even know what the fuck, dude. I walked all the way fucking home from downtown. I walked. I, I looked it up the next morning. It was, uh, it was only two and a half miles, but well, dude, that's a long impromptu walk when you're cooked. Yeah, dude, I was cooked, <laughs> and it was just the only thing that made sense. I was like, I just need to walk, man. I just need to walk. It was like. All of a sudden, I'd like phase out, and I could, I didn't know where I was, and then I'd look I'd look up again, and I'd be like, holy shit, where am I? And then I just I was like, just keep walking, you'll your body will know what to do. And next thing I knew, I was like laying in my fucking bed. It was uh, it was and 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 that I don't know if when you've smoked, everyone at some point when they smoke just gets like super high levels of anxiety, right? 
I just was riddled with that until I walked into my bedroom and then I was like, ah, like I, I made it. The monster's not shit. I got the guy, I shook the monster, got rid of him, right? But um, that's pretty much it. I actually felt uh, it was really, really kind of shitty of me because that whole time I was walking home, um, I guess uh, Brian and, and my other friends, they were calling me and texting me trying to figure out where I was and they were just like waiting around thinking I was like around the corner somewhere. I don't know. Maybe oh, you didn't even. Like I was gonna ask that. You didn't even text him and say like, "Hey, I'm." Dude, home. I couldn't. Just, I could couldn't talk. You didn't have the wherewithal. Yeah. I couldn't talk, man. <laughs> there's no way I'm writing. There's there's no there was no way I was gonna write anything. But um. Yeah, I felt kind of bad, and, and finally my phone rang one more time as I was laying in bed, and it was Brian. He's like, "Hey, man, where are you?" And I was like, "I'm at home." He's like, "How the hell did you get home?" I was like, "I walked." He's like, "You walked all the way home." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> And he's like, he, he's I, like I could tell, I could tell in his voice. I was a high idiot. Yeah, I could tell in his voice. He was pretty upset. I felt bad, but uh, yeah, because you know, well, he was looking around state, for you and shit. Exactly, exactly. He was doing yeah. what a good friend should have done, and uh, I was just. But that's the thing, dude. When I, I every some people have. Do you have an autopilot? Like when you get tatered or high or just something goes wrong, like, do you have an autopilot? Are you are you good at just getting yourself to where you need to be safely? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, of course. I think that everyone has a way with it. They just at least want to get out of where they're at. Because if you, you were near your house, so you could go home. But if you were, like, camping or something, you know, you probably just go to bed. Or you head to the tent or right. whatever. Or if you were, uh, you know, sometimes you can't, you're not in a tent, but you can't get home either. And you just go do whatever. You just get out of the fucking light. You just want to go into the it's corner and just fucking chill. I need to get the fuck out of there, man. I need to get out of there. I, uh, but yeah. So that was it. I made it all the way home and um, felt bad, kind of peeved them off a bit. But I was, uh, you know, when you get in that state, when you when you get to that place, you just gotta fix it, man. You gotta get out of there. <clears throat> but that's interesting. Isn't that interesting about the whole TV thing? How she brought it up like the day before, and then I showed up, and then he was like, "Hey." So did he? Did TV he just? Thing? He just told her yesterday. Then he told her right before. Yeah, that you... day. What, yeah, that's we cool. were there. Well, when I showed up. And he saw us standing. He he hadn't seen me since high school, and I honestly didn't even remember his face. But he hadn't seen me since high school, and we're standing like we're standing there, and seeing the two of us stand there together. He was like, "Holy shit, I put that fucking TV. I remember I put a TV on her lawn because of that guy." And then he told her right then. He's like, "Hey, that dude right there." He's like, "Remember that TV? It's fucking me, baby, me." <laughs> so yeah, he just told. Uh, she brought it up out of nowhere. We haven't spoken about it in years, and it's been ten years since that happened. That's crazy. Mystery solved. Mystery solved, man. There it is. Case closed. Cold. No more. So, um, yeah, man. That's. I was uh, pretty pretty itchy to to tell you that. I mean, I I didn't think there would be like a big crescendo end to it, but I thought it was interesting. No, it is. I mean, definitely drug story. You solve the mystery. Those things are you because a lot of things you just never find out about. You know, in movies, you always find out who the bad guy is and stuff. But in real life, shit just happens and you just never really get answers. Never, never, man. But uh, yeah, thank you for for listening to that. So you mentioned earlier that you had some some stuff you were writing writing down. What do you uh, what do you what you writing? Yeah, so I got a couple of I got a couple little things. Like last week, we were talking about. The impetus for taking drugs, which is, I think, is to take a vacation from yourself. You know, whatever your issues are, you whatever you're not happy about or you're anxious about or whatever, I, I feel like that's pretty much why the fuck people 
love drugs and alcohol because you can go so that's what the whole bit is going to be about i think is juxtaposing an actual vacation with drug vacation and how you can go all out with a real vacation right you go all the way to fiji pack your bags you're on the plane for a long time you're getting very far away very expensive but uh when you get off the plane it's still you and whatever your hang-ups are you know they're they're still so, with you they, so they what, you, what you're saying is if you're going to fiji bring bring your drugs with you Bringing drugs with you, definitely, if you go to Fiji. But, I, you know, but you could also take a little day trip and maybe, uh, you know, because it's kind of the same thing. When you take a vacation, you're trying to get away from, like, the the external aspect of your life you want to take a break from. Your work or your environment. Maybe you live someplace where it's cold, you want to go where it's hot. Maybe you live someplace where it's hot, you want to go, you know, get a better climate, whatever. And uh, you know, the drugs are for, like, the, you know, the rest of it, the internal things that you want to escape and you don't have to go anywhere for it man you head down to the packy you get yourself a did, you know that are you familiar the with packy? that phrase packy yeah are you how did you know i was going to ask you about that <laughs> yeah i mean you know, I'm... i know it's a regional thing but up in that's up a, in new that's england, a boston thing isn't it yeah, it's a yeah i think it's a whole new england thing because they call definitely at least massachusetts they don't call liquor stores liquor stores they call them package stores because they're so puritanically fucking messed up up there Everything is all hush-hush, under the rug, you know, keep it quiet. So even the place that sells liquor is not called liquor store like everywhere else in the universe. It's called a package store. So then that right. just gets but is dropped there, the is there like a different... Is there a, a... More is like one type of... like So a package store translates to... Is there a different... Is there anything else besides a, a liquor store when you say package store? No. In fact, nobody so ever then, calls it a package store, but I, I've seen places where it's called package store. They fucking put up signage that says package store. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like when people great. buy like kinky sex toys. They want it like discreetly wrapped, you know, so that like you don't right. know that FedEx is dropping off a gigantic electronic dildo thing to your house. So I think that's yeah. the same thing. Well, at least that like, it's like it is discreetly wrapped. Right. Whereas this package store, it's it's literally the same thing because there's nothing. It couldn't be anything else. It's only, it's only liquor when you're calling it a package store. So it's like you just calling the liquor a different name. Everyone knows still. Yeah. Well, most people know. You didn't know. So at least from the tourists, they're like, "What is that place? It's got the big electronic Bud Light sign and it looks like it's clearly full of liquor." Well, I don't know, but it's not a liquor store because it just says package. We'll have to investigate oh, that on in the next trip. I'll just go in there and get my packages. So anyway, <laughs> if you go to the packy and get yourself a six of, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll start low, low gear, maybe like some Bud Light, Miller Light, Miller Light I like better than Bud Light. You have a half a dozen beers, you know, depending on all your different knobs and dials, it puts you in a nice little spot. You can at least forget about maybe what happened four hours ago or last month or whatever. Probably not going to erase any serious sexual trauma or anything like that, but, you know. <laughs> You get a nice little break. I, I so you know this is the part I think I wanted to weave in first that I kind of crossed out. This is a work in progress. So you you grade your problems, right? You have different problems in your life. Let's just say we break them all out into your A problems, your B problems, your C problems, so on and so forth. So your A and B problems are serious problems. I would probably say you don't want to be drinking or taking any type of vacation from your A and B problems. They got to be solved. You know, like water coming through your ceiling into your room. Or uh, you know you're out of electricity, or you're Just bleeding. Out. You're bleeding from somewhere. Something like that. I would say is an A and B problem. You don't want to take a vacation from that. 
but your C, your D, your E problems, little, you know, I wish I wasn't so fat, or, you know, why does that broad hate me still, or what's going on, you know, I don't make enough money, I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. C, D, E problems, those are the ones I believe that most people are genuinely trying to take a little vacation from. Because you're not going to solve them all, no matter what. You, you fucking keep solving them, they're going to keep coming up. So you take a little break, but you don't want to go too nuts. Don't go to Fiji to escape from your C or D problems. Just have a couple of beers or whatever. If you go too nuts, you know, you take the $10,000 drug vacation for three weeks or whatever. You know, it's like heroin maybe. It's like the backpacking across fucking Europe one-way ticket type of fucking vacation. So, you know, if you're not actually doing the wholesome staying in hostels, meeting the locals, you know, trying to fucking uh, connect with people, then you're going you're gonna to be in a bad place. So just try and, you know, temper your drug vacation. Clearly, this is a very new bit. It needs a lot of work. I haven't done I like it. I, I like it a lot. I like the analogy between, so what would a six-pack, what would the um, equal of a physical vacation be for like a six-pack? Maybe like a maybe like a day trip somewhere in driving distance. Yeah, like maybe you just go to the beach. <laughs> maybe go to the beach. There you go. There you, you go. Drink your you can drink your half a dozen on the beach. I like I like when you call it half a dozen because that makes it seem like more beers than just six. It's more laid back too. Like I don't know, man. Don't fucking count them. Just take about a half a dozen. Whatever. There's a bunch there. Take Jeez. a bunch. <laughs> take a bunch. <laughs> Have some beers. And then, so what would what 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 would like a a grandma a grandma coke be like? I just I'm doing an eight ball. Uh, what, maybe what going physical... to. I don't know. What do you think? Like a long driving trip, an overnight driving trip, because it's gonna fuck with you next day too. I, I don't yeah, think I might, necessarily have... flying. If you're talking about a little, I don't know. I don't know much about coke, so I would say, I, I'm always thinking about like the physical manifestation of it. Would be it's gonna at least fuck up your next day. So now you talk about like a two day thing. We're gonna go for two days. I don't know. Maybe maybe you live, uh, like six hours from Disney World, so you don't want to make the drive. You you drive, you hang out, you drive back the next day. And yeah. the drive back is just miserable. You're like, fuck it. I don't. There you're I'm, excited. You're like, ooh, I'm going to get the Coke. I'm I like crossing the Coke. the Coke with Disneyland. That's funny. I don't know if the, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you did that on purpose, but that makes it more absurd. I like yeah, that. It does. But that's what I think I need to do is list out the different, uh, you know, partying, uh, what's the word, the different party substance situations you can put yourself in. And then with the different vacations, like, right, you could go on a cruise, you go on a driving trip, you could fly, you could... Right. Uh, what would what would Whippets be? What would Whippets be? What kind of... Go to movies? Whippets, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could you could go to the movies or you could just do whippets. Wait, there was these guys. Now that you say that, the whippet thing. There was these guys. I used to work in this restaurant, and uh, one of the dudes actually ended up dying from heroin because they were doing something else, and they went to a party, and the guy puts like they snorted something that they thought was whatever the fuck they were snorting. Maybe it was coke, and it ended up being heroin. And the dude snorted and overdosed at like twenty five. Which, which was wow. heartbreaking for me because I didn't even really like the guy that much, but I worked with him and it was like, you know, we weren't like enemies or anything. We worked together and I was just like, whatever. But uh, I remember his buddy who he didn't, he went to the same party and everything, but he did not snort the heroin. I feel like he had a lot of guilt uh, because, you know, they would just do this getting swept up in the same thing and all of a sudden that dude died and he was like, whoa, I'm not, you know what I mean? We were running at the same speed and he stopped short for a second. The other guy ran into traffic 
and got killed. Oh, but yeah. but we worked at this restaurant and the dude was always trying to get his hands on shit. Like always trying to drink or fucking just overindulge in every possible fucking drug. He was like early 20s. And I'm surprised he didn't die. But uh, yeah. they, f- they found in the basement a tank with um, helium in it. And I guess it was like from an old thing where they had like put a, did a bunch of balloons for some uh, re-grind opening thing or some fucking event. But that thing probably had been sitting down there for years. But they found it. And there was this basement like in the back of the kitchen that no one ever went down. It was just where they stored old shit or whatever. So he found it and he started filling up a balloon and bringing it up and just sucking on the helium. And I was like... What, was it, it? It was helium, or it was fucking nitrous. Must, that's what they. That's what. That's what. Was, um, whip that's it's what whip it's nitrous is. Yeah. oxide. Yeah. But why yeah. would it be? Why would it be nitrous down there though? Oh, uh, you why. you got to buy it. So he, someone who's if it was was it like a parent's house or like this dude lived no, there it was with a, rest- a bunch of roommates or something. It was a restaurant. It was a restaurant. Oh well, restaurants they'll use um, nitrous for like doing cakes and stuff like that. Um, that's the way a lot of people get their nitrous oxide. nitrous oxide. It's like these little canisters that they put into like these uh, icing gun things, and it like presses out the icing or something. It's I'll tell you what, it was a good size. Okay. It was a good size canister. It was almost like a like a little helium tank that you might see if, for someone to blow up balloons. Like if a clown is like a big operation, yeah. he'll have a tank that size. Looks like a missile that's like two feet tall or something. So anyway, right, he, right. he's running down there one night. It's like a Friday night, and cooking is very stressful. So people let people get away with some shit just to get through the night. And uh, it's I'm like the young guy on the thing. I'm only like 19. He was like 23 or 24. And then there was like a head chef guy. And so this guy keeps breaking off to run downstairs, and the fucking cook is like, what is that fucking guy doing? I said, you know, I don't know. I'm not ratting the guy out. I knew what he was fucking doing. He's running back and down the stairs, going down to get a balloon, filling it up, sticking it somewhere where no one can see it, and then just sucking off the thing. Like, bam, bam, bam. He's in the back, like, doing prep, like, cook, fucking cutting up 50 heads of lettuce and then filleting out a bunch of chicken order. You know, it's a restaurant, that type of shit. So I keep hearing him run up and down the stairs. Though. It's like this old building, and the stairs are, like, ratty and, like, fucking really loud. So you can just hear this, like... You know, running back up and down the right. stairs. And then after, like, I don't know, the fifth, sixth time, dude, he gets this big-ass balloon, and he's just fucking hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. I guess just to get lightheaded. I've honestly never done a fucking whip it. I've never done nitrous. But, I mean, I, the people tell me it's, like, a, a really good, like, little five-second head rush, basically. That's about it. And then it's and then that's it. It's over. It's it's like uh, getting... If, if you had to equate it to a physical vacation... It'd be like getting your mail on a nice day. <laughs> it's, so after it's like the fifth terrible. or sixth balloon, the guy here, the the you know the running up and down the stairs, and then as he's coming up, I hear him, and I hear like the stairs up, and then they stop, and then you hear like you can you know it's like when you hear like a car screech its brakes, you're immediately Man. listening for that fucking satisfying fucking smash, and I could just hear the kid running up the stairs, and then I heard it kind of like. Oh, he didn't get to the top of the stairs like he did this time. And then I heard like a that mid, middle noise that was like, oh, is he like reaching for the... Bam! And that fucking dude fell down like the last 12 stairs or whatever, out of like 20 stairs to go down to this basement. And I was fucking laughing my ass off. And then at that, that point, the chef guy runs over. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, you fucking idiot? I think he f- figured out what was going on with the fucking balloon thing. That's what There's I no thought. Way. Of. He, he he knew. I mean, you're with 19 years old. You know what was going on. This, the chef's right. been around the the block. 
the chef's, chef's been around the world. He was going on. He was just. I mean, there's they uh, people in kitchens, and I'm sure back in the '80s or the ni- early '90s when this was, they give a lot of leeway. Even now, but way back then, they give a lot of leeway just because kitchens. That's just the pace that you have to keep. Just the, it doesn't matter what day it is, anything, how you're feeling, nothing. You come in there, you have to just be on point, like chopping up 50 heads of lettuce, just like you said. I mean, it's not an easy thing. So it's more when the rushes are, come, when that stress is like heavy, because it's like the waitresses are just coming and coming and coming and coming and coming, and it's like fucking a. How are we supposed to keep up with this? It, it breeds a lot of camaraderie. But you know, this head chef that I was just thinking about now, I haven't thought about him for years. This is early 90s, and I was the young kid on the totem pole. My older brother had worked there all through high school. He's like six years older than me. So he's like, yeah, I get my little brother a job. I start as a dishwasher and climb up the little shitbag ranks at this restaurant. So I used to have to do Saturday night, which was probably till like midnight. I was in a little tourist town, so the place stayed open late. The dinner, you know, I mean, people came for dinner all night, and then I had a bar. And then I did Sunday brunch. That was like their big thing. They had a really big deal for Sunday brunch. And you do Sunday brunch, you got to get up fucking early. Because people come to start eating brunch at like 8 o'clock, and you got to be there like at least an hour before to get all the shit going, you know? That's and fucking breakfast. I know, but it's, man, it was fucking hardcore. The, all the dishes they did and shit, we had to do the fucking potato, the niçoise potatoes. They used to put it in a pastry bag and like with a little pastry, a little star tip. So they put the, uh, the potatoes around the edge of this like metal thing, and they throw it under the broiler for a minute. So you get like this little browned... A potato crown thing and then you throw all the shit in the middle you know people were big at it hollandaise sauce dude i had to open like a hundred eggs separate the yolks and fucking make hollandaise like every sunday it was like this big pain in my fucking ass and every saturday i would go out with all the guys in the restaurant and get hammered no one else had to work on sunday there was only like two of us and uh back in the early 90s when you had an answer machine like you could talk out into the room if you called like isaiah i fucking know you're in there pick the phone up and if you're, like, right, trying to yeah. screen, you're, like, fucking listening to that shit. Well, this guy used to fucking call me, dude. I swear to God, every single Sunday morning, I'd be leaving on Saturday. He'd be like, hey, get up tomorrow, huh, fuckhead? Come on, 6.30, I want to see you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And then at, like, 3 o'clock, I'd go to bed. And then I'd wake up, like, on my couch to the fucking answer machine. Beep, Greg, get your fucking ass up. Where are you? You're fucking 15 minutes late. That's how I woke up every fucking Sunday for, like, that whole year. I can't believe you kept your job. That's funny. He only has like what thirty seconds to try to wake your ass up with each call. Yeah. You're just trying to max him out so there's no more room left. There's no more memory left on the thing. You can't even leave messages. Then messages my dad's full. Then my dad would always hear that after because he wouldn't hear in the morning, but like in the afternoon he'd be like, "Oh, we got three messages." Boo, Greg, you fucking idiot! Get up, get your ass down here. Next message, Man. you know. And I'd and come you, home for football wow. after brunch, and he'd be laughing at me. Oh, he would just laugh at you? Dude, if my parents heard that shit. First of all, I can't... Well, I guess because your parents didn't care, you didn't think to delete them. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think like, to delete yeah, them. Yeah, that's the first thing. I would, so he would wake me up. Oh, okay, fuck, and I'm going. And then I would go delete, delete, delete. That would be the very first thing. And then you know what? I was college age, and, I, and it was really when I said my parents. I just lived with my dad at that point. I was independent, kind of. I mean, except for I was living right. with him, but he didn't get much of a right, shit. Right, right. Except to laugh. Except to laugh. Ha <laughs> ha, you dumb idiot. Oh, man. That was that was a hell of a sidetrack, dude. What were we talking about? We were talking... Oh, yeah. We were talking about... We were doing Little Biddles. You were uh, telling me your joke about... We, we I started with the Whippets. 
That's right. The whippet set me off. That's talking points, dude. Point. That's that's talking points. Do you have any? Uh, what do you got? Do you want to throw another one out? You want to throw it? Let's alternate. I got. I do have another one too, but I want to. I want to hear something you got. I've bogey. Yeah, I only have one thing. So, um, I don't know. I've got. A, I've got a show um, hosting the uh, comedy show. A comedy show coming up in on the second of February. So, and I haven't been on, dude. It my my time on stage is so few and far between. So, in between, it's like. I just don't know, and I and I hate going up on stage, and especially since I know the audience is probably going to be like a lot of. Maybe the same people. It's like I just can't bring myself to talk about the same shit. So I'm trying to like rework some other stuff and maybe do what I feel would be the best. So I don't know. We might have even gone over this. So I just you know jotted some. Sometimes what I'll be doing is I have a joke written down somewhere, right? But then uh, I'll be doing something else and I start just thinking about the joke, but I'm probably thinking because I already have it written down so I know the joke in my head I know the premise in my head so it's like I'll have the same joke written down in a number of different texts like maybe three or four different ways right just the same kind of premise like I rework it over and over and so uh yeah you gotta run it through a few different ways check it out through a few different ways so so um and I feel like this because because I don't want to I'm I'm hosting the show so I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna uh, do a couple of announcement things and then um, just uh, work, do do like maybe a couple minutes and then just immediately bring up the next person. I, don't, I really don't want to be like, and anytime I host the show, a lot of times either I'll go right in the middle or right at the beginning just because nobody wants to go at the beginning. I want to go up and get everyone kind of, ah, okay, so the next guy comes up and he doesn't have to pull everybody out. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't like headlining a lot. Like if I'm hosting a show, I don't like going up last because I feel like it's just like, yeah, that's right. This is my show, and I'm coming out here swinging my fucking dick around. Like I don't know. So uh, let's see. I'm thinking I want to because uh, um, online dating is still a big thing. So I'm gonna so I'll start out say Tinder dates, and I might do a tryout with a little crowd work. Anyone here on uh, anyone here on a Tinder date? Anyone here coming out together from Tinder? I say Tinder days. I shut that shit off. Nothing good. Nothing good can come from that shit, man. A lot of, lot of trannies. That's all it is. Just a lot of trannies, man. Dude, that shit will mess you up. That shit's gonna mess you up mentally. Look, as much as you should have to ask to put your hand down your date's pants, they should have to tell you, hey, you're, uh, you're not gonna feel what you think you're gonna feel down there. <laughs> You know, that's like, there should be like, you know, you gotta ask. There's this consent thing. There's gotta be consent. Hey, can I touch your tits? Well, there's, on the other side, there's gonna be like, well, they're fake tits. I used to have enough pecs. I used to have pecs, now I have tits. Like, they, got, they should have to tell you that, right? They should have to disclose that. And it's 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 like a bait and switch. That's all it is. They, they, they probably, oh, switch it. It's like, so, I don't know, what do you do? You put your hand down their pants, you feel something. You think you're about to feel a little kitty cat. And instead, you're you're handling you're handling something like a toad. What do you do? I don't know. What do you do? You smell it? You, what does it smell like? What's it? I don't know what that smells like. Uh, when you're pursuing dates, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and you know what? It's just it's just a weird it's just a weird thing when you're pursuing dates at that high of a volume. You start seeing just how similar everyone is. Look, if I see 
one more girl doing yoga on a paddleboard, I was gonna freak out. So I don't know. Have you? You're on. You're on. Uh, just a little sidetrack. You're on Facebook and stuff, right? Yeah. How many How many profile pictures have you seen of just like a girl on the beach or on a paddleboard doing some kind of yoga? You know, I'm a little older, so I'm mostly seeing like kids and kid oriented shit. But I can imagine if I was in my mid twenties, yes, there's only like ten standard things, and anything beyond that, you're uh, maybe becoming an outcast, so the girls all want to do the exact same thing. The guys all want to do the exact same shit, too, though. They do, yeah. So the paddleboard, and I'm going to freak out. It got so bad. It got so bad. You know, I, I thought, I, it got so bad, I even thought up, I thought, of, you know, I might open up my own yoga studio. I was going to call it Just Enough Yoga. You come in, I teach you just, just enough so you can paddle your ass out into the bay and do a headstand. Fuck it. We'll, we'll do a bundled package, right? We'll take the picture for you with a nice, nice Canon Rebel. You know, Canon Rebels for f- Rebel photographers. We'll take a good picture for you. None of that shitty phone stuff. I don't know. What, it, what, it is, what, what, it, what is it for you, ladies? What, what, are the, what are all the guys on Tinder doing? What, are they holding a fish? Every, it seems like every guy on, on Tinder is holding, holding a fish on a boat, right? <laughs> Social media is just terrible. Look, if you feel bad, don't look at social media because you're going to feel worse. It's a trick. It's just a highlight reel. It's your life's highlight reel. You feel shitty, you're going to get on, and you're going to see Tina having sushi again. But don't, now you feel shitty. Now you feel more shitty. Look, Tina isn't doing that shit every day. Tina isn't having sushi every day. She's cherry picking the best times out of her life. And. She's just as miserable as you. And then she posts pictures of her going skydiving. I'll do my, right here, it's like I was just typing so quick, all these, you won't hear, let me read it verbatim, ready? And, and Theb, she posts pictures of Gur sky, Sovi G Lassie year, right? Yeah. Is that a shot at your penmanship? <laughs> is that what that is? No, no, this is, this is just me typing on my phone, but I'm not like spell checking. I'm just typing it out, trying to get it out, and I'm just not hitting backspace at all. Uh, but yeah, so she, uh, yeah, she posts that. She, it's, it's a picture of her skydiving last year, and uh, she posts it now just to get likes and to make you feel bad. Don't worry, Tina sucks too. No, that's, uh, I mean, I have, I've got more of that written down somewhere else about Facebook being your life's highlight reel and no one's really that cool. And uh, I don't know. What do you think? What, what, what can I work on in there? What did you like? What did you hate? Uh, I wrote down a note. Trander. Sounded like you were kind of going for that. You went with like an older school, let's bash the trannies, which, you know, I, I, I'm fine with that to each his own. I, I, I liked it with the whole, there's so many trannies on fucking Tinder. <laughs> I love how you, you ask if anyone's on a Tinder date. Not that anyone's going to raise their hand, but if they happen to, you immediately go into a... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be like, you better Lear fucking, fucking check that. No, a couple of trainees, huh? You better check that puss right now, man. <laughs> Let me just turn. Look, open. This is open right here. If this is your first Tinder date, everybody turn to each other and you say what your actual gender is. Not what you identify as. Not what you, not what you think you are. But what is in your fucking pants right now? Turn and you tell, cause dude, look, 
doesn't make any sense, right? It's all this consent, right? You have to have, you know, you, you when you're with a girl, you're like, oh, is this okay? Is No, no, no. All right, you shouldn't do it, right? But, like, is it not just as fucked up to, like, uh, have a guy, he takes you out, right? Buys you some drinks, maybe some dinner. You go back to your place. He's there. He's kissing on you. It, don't are you like and he thinks this whole time you're one thing but really you're another thing the Shouldn't other you have thing. to say something i wouldn't say the, the other another thing. thing the exact opposite although today and with today it could be uh, just could be anything well actually i'm a lamp i identify <laughs> as a lamp what the fuck i looked down so, there she had a fucking socket with that little prong for like an electrical socket Three. for her sexual apparatus with the with the ground with the third ground hole i didn't know what the fuck to do with it so you didn't like the you didn't like the me ripping on the trannies. Do you think a tranny might be there? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Nobody would know. Nobody. Well, I don't know. I mean, some trannies are. Some trannies are. 2018. Right? Uh, well, I would say yeah. I 2018. Think, you're not going to get a whole lot of love for the. No. For the tranny. I think it how good, it wasn't tranny bash. It was more like a. Tranny outburst. An outburst of. I'm like, is it, are there any trannies out here? <laughs> Just really letting them, if I'm, I'm going in hard on the word. Any trannies? <laughs> I, think, I think the level of like tranny that you are, uh, uh, like your tranny job, right, is probably directly correlated to how much money you have, right? It's like anybody can afford a wig, but if you want to get the full, the full Mako, got to get Mako car job, you know the whole uh, buff buff out the the dents and whatnot. <laughs> that might that might cost you. Do, will insurance cover that? If I identify as a female, and I'm a male, will insurance cover me turning my my ding dong inside out? I think you'd have to pretty have a pretty good policy. Yeah, none of yeah. that Blue Cross Blue Shield shit. <laughs> They're definitely not. They're like, nah, man, that's all you. You're going to have to go sell lemonade or something. It's tough. I listened to us talking last week, and we and we got into some of these subjects, and we seemed like we were pretty unsympathetic, you know, just because, you know, what the fuck? There's so many things going on in the world, and I, I feel like it's a relatively small percentage of the population that we're making a big to-do about, right? But So I don't want to discount well, That's those, because it's those, an anomaly. Right? I mean, it's like a 1,000 people, we'll say. How many people do you think? There's 300 million people in America... How many act people do you think actually are dealing with this transgender issue in a post personal op? way? Like actual post op, like actual post operation. Well, I, people that are actually considering doing it all the way through. Considering? Are, yeah. Wow. Well, that just you just upped the number because like there's from there's what definitely... sixty to like three hundred. How many people in the three hundred? No. Oh, you whoa, think there's no. a million people? I would say considering it and who have done it. Oh yeah. A million people? Yeah, people who have done it down into the hundreds of thousands. I just feel like it's not that many people. But even if it's a million, we're talking oh, about yeah, this one is third of... This, this place is free. They, you, you can find a dick inside out doctor in every corner. I, you know, to be fair, I really feel like that it's over-exaggerating. It's like when you watch a football game, they show Ford commercials, they show Coors Light commercials, and they show ED commercials. ED affects like such a tiny percentage of the population, but the erectile ED pill, dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction, and Does if, it? 
Yeah, it's so small. I think I mean, it affects 100% of the boomer population. Well, that's what I'm saying, is they want to make it seem... for. Right, because they want people to take Which is like shit. what? most? Of, it's like, that's, that's most of America, right? You see what I mean? It's like they put the ads out, and they, they talk about it, and they're like, whoa, it's on the TV all the time. Everyone must have it. I might have it. I should be concerned about this. No, you shouldn't. It's not a big fucking you deal. When know. you get old, when you get old, There's your no dick just stops working at some point. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's that's the same thing. Of... When, when we're talking about the train thing all the time, it makes it seem like it's this big, relevant thing. And it's like, how many really... Oh, it's not. I mean, come on. This, I, 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 what the fuck do, do I you know? not, Do you th- Okay, first of all, do you think... Let me, let me just say this. Do you think I'm speaking from speculation or experience? <laughs> you know, I, I think you're speaking from speculation. I think well, you're speaking from speculation. Would be, that is where you'd be wrong. That is where I'd be wrong. Well, if you ever that decide to become wrong. a man, I, I no, promise no, 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 I, will, no. I will know. Oh, if I decide to become a man. Now, I'm talking about the whole, <laughs> the whole setup for the joke. It's a, I'm, I'm not joking. Like, if you turn on Tinder, put the age group for females down to, and just start swiping. And really look, because you might, you might miss. You might miss one or two, but once you get an eye for it, oh, they're there. Oh, the paddleboard, the paddleboard yoga girls that look on standing on their head. Oh, well, there's paddleboard yoga girl, paddle, paddleboard yoga girl, paddleboard yoga girl, paddle, paddleboard tranny, paddleboard yoga girl. Paddleboard <laughs> yoga tranny with a gigantic bulge. I uh, know, no, dude, it's 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 a little bulge. It's it, when it's turned inside out, it's more of a, a hump. It's a tuck. It's a bulge tuck. It's a tuck. It's a. I don't know exactly the how how to do it. Is this way off color? That's why I keep pushing it. It's. I'm yeah. really just. I feel you know, like I feel it's like, funny that too, the, the environment nowadays is so PC. It just kind of put a hush on everything. But I mean, in the mm-hmm. venue that you're going to be in, yeah, you can. I mean, it'll definitely get a like a rouse out of people if you pound on it. But then that's what you got to do. You, the your whole set is going to be that. You can't do that and then be like, you know, another change gears. Just, you can't change can't gears. Just, oh, okay. Okay. So that's that is a very very good note. I can't just touch on the trannies. I have to really <laughs> get in there. Yeah, if you're going to be that really edgy gotta... guy pushing the button, being like, fuck this PC shit, then you can't be like, all right, so, so let me change gears. Do, no, yeah. do you think it's the word tranny that I can't use? No, you can totally use the word tranny, but the way you were using it was very... Tranny! It was, <laughs> it was very... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of an attack. If you were a tranny sitting in the room, you'd be like, I... This guy is very attacking. I don't want to meet him up back. I just okay. So here's so here, here's where the premise of the joke is: is I'm I'm um, I'm attacking not that they're transsexual, not that. That's you know you do whatever. I mean, the human mind is an enigma and will stay that way for my whole life. My whole life, our generation, everything. It's it's what makes us tick is what we're trying to figure out, right? So that's their thing. Everyone's doing it, but. It's just it's it's a weird double standard when it comes to. Uh, I'm not bashing, in any way, their life choice, but you can't. You're fooling somebody. It's it's it's. I think that's wrong. You're fooling. You're fooling somebody. It's not right, right? I mean, you got to say something. You can't. It's like uh, if if you have like. Is there a distinction like that you're drawing between the people that have removed the equipment or changed the equipment versus those who haven't, but changed the outfit? 
Well, changing the alpha. Well, no, no, no. I think it's both. Even if you change the equipment, there's still something a little different there, isn't it? There's still something different. It's not. So you have to disclose what you're saying? Hi, my name is Isaiah, but I'm a transsexual that has changed. I've, I've gone through the alteration. Well, I mean, if you want to be that blunt, you can be that. It's whatever you want to do, but I think it should. Uh, I should. I think it should come up before you find yourself because it's not normal, right? It's not normal for your average hetero regular guy. He's in that situation, and it really you can really do some damage there. All of a sudden, like now, now you're suspicious of everybody. What about that girlfriend I had all throughout high school? Was she even a girl? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Freaking out, man. I had a guy say, you know, well, what the fuck? At some point, we were all kids, so now you're fucking an adult, and you're going to think, like, Jesus, it's like a kid? Am I, like, fucking a kid? No, it's a fucking adult now. The equipment gets switched, and it's a girl, right? I, I could say this wait, wait now, but I suppose if it happened to me, I'd have a different opinion, maybe. Wait, can you say that? Can you say that again? I was. He was. It was a. It was a. It was a transsexual comedian that was trying to make the argument like I. You know, I should know if if what I'm fucking now was something different. He's like, well, we were all kids, so you know, you fuck a 25 year old girl, and you walk away later and find out that she was a kid, and you now you basically were fucking a kid because she used to be a kid. Hmm. Okay. You see what I, I mean? See what the, saying I see, is you're you're fucking what you're. I fucking. see. Right, right. You're fucking what you're fucking. At the moment, you're fucking it. But I'm, st- but there's no kid parts left there. You know. There's no. There's 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 residual something there. I mean, you you could take all the. It's just I don't know, man. Something different. Some. Uh... I hear you, and I'm you know I'm certainly not. Uh, diametrically opposed to what you're saying. I definitely can understand it. If I had a personal angle in it, like if it happened to me. I'm sure I would have a much stronger opinion on it, you know, but theoretically... See, there's, there's two types see. of people that have, that have ED in this world. It's baby boomers and young, young male adults who have encountered a transsexual that they didn't know until showtime. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I love it. I love that's, who those, that's who those, that's who those elect, uh, erectile dysfunction commercials are aimed at. <clears throat> Did you... At almost have sex with a transsexual a couple months ago and can't seem to get it back up for anything or anyone. Try See Alice, even for you for those times when even when you're not sure this time either. Wow. This is this is an interesting direction of this podcast. I don't think the podcast <laughs> has ever gone this this way or this deep. Right? <laughs> this is edgy. Oh, this is edgy. We're edgy now. I got. You know what's funny? No, go ahead. I mean, I well, even if there was okay. So if I had a a friend that was a used to be a male or vice versa, I would have this conversation with them the same way. You think so? Conversation with yeah. I'm very comfortable in all of my opinions and how I feel, and um, I don't. I don't think they go against the grain of like the normal natural human condition, and like I don't. It's not like I'm I'm some crazy, over the top racist for some crazy. You know, you know. It's like a. I don't think I think it's. That should also be a conversation you able to have. Maybe the maybe my verbiage, maybe my, the words I'm using are a little harsh, but that's also because I'm trying. Like I, that's just how. I'm, 
it's just how I'm speaking to kind of like lighten it up almost and like by driving it in deeper kind of thing I don't know you see what I'm getting at yeah, I mean, I'm from Why Wyoming. Up the mark here? I'm from Wyoming, and we used to just fucking smash beer bottles over their heads and fucking chase them around with our cars. So now I feel like I can speak freely and feel better knowing that I haven't smashed a bottle over any transsexual's head in years. Lately, lately, yeah. Transsexual yeah. slash do you, do you miss dude it? with dyed hair. Do you miss your tranny bottle smashing? <laughs> I used to do. Was it a good time? No, I was trying to draw a parallel to where you come from. You're like, I'm very comfortable in my opinion, so I don't mind screaming out slurs at those people because I'm very comfortable. Screaming out slurs. I don't Scream. think it's a slur, man. I mean, it is. So it's like, do I have to call every every uh, person that's that's Jewish? I'm exaggerating, by Jewish. the way. I can't, I can't call them Jew. You're Jewy. You're Jewy. Yeah, you can call them Jewy. That's, that's a slur. Is it? Is Jewy that's a slur? Up. Jewy's very uh, Jewy. I think Jew used in the right context can be a slur. It's all context, man. I, I don't like the if word Jew somebody... actually because it does sound very close to. Mm -hmm. It sounds very close to like you know like a negative. The way someone would that hates a Jew would say it is not that far off from how you would say like no the guy's a Jew. What a, what a, what are you a Jew? No, <laughs> not oh, even stop, that. Oh, stop, and then that's stop the stop next layer Jew. down. That's the next layer down. So you have like you you know. What in German with the German accent? What you know, you Jew, stop right there, you Jew. Then the next one down is like, you don't have to be a Jew about it. And the next one right. down is like, you're in the library going, no, it's my grandfather, he's a Jew. Like it's the same exact word. It don't. It puts right. too much it's pressure. Context. It puts too much pressure on the stress and the context. And I don't like that. It's just too close to it. It's like, right. like the word black. I've never been comfortable black. with people calling people black. Like, but there's nothing good about the word black so when you put it on a person i think it's uh, well what about what you're called white yeah so I... why here's okay so i read this article uh, a long time ago when i was really young there was this guy who had this website and he just would write these ranting <clears throat> social commentary articles and he had this article on why on calling about calling somebody african-american versus black right and um in the article it was he made a very very good point there's he said when you call somebody an african-american you're assuming two things right off the bat is one that they're of african descent which black people don't just come from africa there's people who uh, uh, uh there's people who come from haiti the dominican republic uh jamaica and to that you could say, well, they originated in Africa. And if that is going to be your train of logic that you would use, oh, we originated in Africa, well, I guess we're all African-American, right? And so it's a very silly thing. And if you're not, it's, you, can, you can't, you're just assuming that this black person is from Africa, which they, their heritage could totally not be from Africa for hundreds, if not more years, right? I don't think anybody so, likes African American as as the term. You know, it's something that was so. What else upon is it? Negro, colored. What are we? What else are we gonna call them? I mean, I just. I guess I'm just saying. I don't have a solution. I just none of them seem good, and I do, particularly don't like black. Even though it's, I like it's, black, I think black is politically correct. I think everyone it should be black, white, red, yellow. Well, There's I no think problem. a lot of people have agreed that it's like you know it's not a negative thing and what it, but I don't know. I just have never liked it because you know black, what it is. Right. 
And then, oh, sorry. And then the other the other point that he made was that um, not all people from Africa are black. There's actually a, a slew of white people born in Africa, and then they come here, and uh, they're so you're saying, yeah, it's, you're assuming two things. But I do find it in the course of this conversation, I did realize something. It's very interesting that only black people and white people do we call by their right to their face their color and it's okay you're white he's black there's no yellow brown like when you're when you're checking it's oh you know what yeah there's no there's i guess it should be caucasian right caucasian african-american it's just so stupid the whole thing it should be black white yellow red brown (laughs) yellow red Light, light brown. That's well, plus nobody be. is black. Black is, you know, I mean, that's a very dramatic. Well, it's darker than brown, man. How do you make the difference? <laughs> How do you like if you had if there was a a, a, a Hispanic man, and, and uh, let's let's use the word African American man. It's like how would you? Do I have to call him Hispanic and African American? Is that? But I don't know. What if he's not Hispanic? What if he's Indian? Like, like from India. Man, this is a racy episode. <laughs> yeah, we sound like a couple not, of and not and not in its not in its not in its most base word. It's just it, this is a, this is a touchy episode, huh? Yeah, I don't know if anybody likes to listen to suburban white guys discuss very meanderingly racial issues because it's it's, can't it's just... we we don't have to deal with them all the time. You know, that's the thing is that we can just shut it off like. When I watched that movie Crash, I thought it was a great movie because I was living in Maine at the time, and the movie Crash is about how everyone in L.A. has like all these different. You have to deal with di- people of different races like nonstop, because it's fucking L.A. There's like a million people in every well, different direction, so they. You know, America lot... is the only place where that even happens. Yeah, I mean it's it's like the first place. It's like racial issues weren't a problem until there was America. Well, so everywhere else, I go to Germany. It's nothing but Germans. I go to Mexico. It's nothing but Mexicans. I go to well, and, Kenya, and it's, it's it, even further. It's not everywhere in America. Because go to Kansas, go to Maine, go to you know most places. It's still pretty homogenous. But if you go to the urban areas, that's where you get a, the mixing because everyone lives in a congen- confined space. And right. I remember watching Crash and shutting it off. And the thing that was most profound for me was like I shut this movie off for the last hour and a half. I've been super absorbed in like, yeah, that would be weird if. You hated Mexicans, and then a your house got broken into by a black guy, or you suspected a black guy, and then a Mexican locksmith comes to fix a lock, and then, you know, all these different like a cop was white and he hated this guy, but then he saved the guy. All these like, you know, it's a movie, so there's super dramatic things, but it puts you in the mindset yeah. when you're thinking about all these things. Then the movie shut off, and I'm like, I won't see another non-white person for like six months, or like on TV right. maybe. But you I mean. Know? But still, up in Maine, there's still like meth heads and heroin addicts breaking into houses, and the white and the guy that's showing up to pick your lock is still some white dude. It's like all the same shit's happening. There's just no color. No, that's absolutely true. And that was a bit that I was gonna do, which was, but it's it's probably more complicated than my pay grade as a low rent two minute open micer. But definitely, class is so much edgier than race, because race is an mm-hmm. obvious thing. You make a couple of things, but class is that thing you cannot get away from. The race thing, you can go to, you know, you can go to your group or whatever, but class is very specific, and everyone's got their own issues with it, and it's really is what drives people, I think. It's what makes the separations, and it's what makes people flock to a certain direction. 
They want to associate right. with a certain group. They want everyone to go up. Everybody wants to be up. Mm -hmm. Whatever they're at, they see themselves higher. They see other people as lower. They all want to climb. It's You can move that. You yeah. can't move your race. Whatever it is, you are what you are. But the class thing is um, like we're constantly trying to move. Of course. And that is, and, and because, you know, I think we, we've touched on this on the podcast before. We called it talking points when it was still in its infancy. I mean, still in, in its infancy now. We've had this very similar conversation about class transcendency and all that kind of stuff. And maybe, yeah. So. It's an important conversation. You know. Can I, can I give you one last bit before we move to the Google Alerts? Yeah, let's absolutely get into that next bit because the Google Alerts should be. <clears throat> It's funny, we cut out the whole movie thing thinking we were going to plow right through to the Google Alerts and here we are an hour in. I know, but I just thought it was bit and I like it. It's going to lighten things up to be a nice transition. Trannies my, and black people. and My, my kid, this will this really lighten it up. My kid is a sixth, grade, sixth grader. He just started going to middle school. They eat lunch, they're outside. Uh, he sits out at a table with like his buddies. You know, like, It's like the first year of middle school is kind of a big, big year, I think. And uh, I'm always talking to him at dinner, and I'm saying, so how's the nickname thing going? I'm always telling him, you're in middle school. This is exactly when you take the bull by the horns. You guys, the pack of dorks that you're sitting with, you guys get to come up with your own nicknames. The six of you, the seven of you can use those nicknames for good and help yourself in the most difficult years of pubescence, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Definitely the toughest years of fucking high school. The pimples, your fucking pubes. You're just not realizing what sweating Pizza is like. Pizza face, fuzz crotch. Pizza face, yeah. Get, get creative out there. Well, see, that's the thing is I was like, let's, I, at first I was just throwing nicknames out. I was like, all right, listen, you got a kid that's really tall, he's stretch. Something like that, right? Or maybe he's kind of like got a, a tough guy looking face. You can go with Butch. The fat kid is tiny, that type of stuff. But then you can go even further and get nicknames that are more, that are going to help you instead of just identify you. I mean, obviously the tall guy named Stretch that's funny. It's better than calling him Peter because now he's got a nickname that insinuates he's got some type of group. Someone's someone's looking at him. In the sixth grade, no one's looking at you. You're totally ignored bottom feeders of the middle school. So just having a nickname elevates you out of the depths. But then you want to get to the next thing. You've got to have a nickname that's going to give you a little bit of clout. And I haven't been able to come up with a good one for a sixth grader because they're all kind of... What are you going to do for a sixth grader? You know, I throw it I don't know. I feel like out. a... Yeah, and it's it's rough for a nick, for a sixth grader to <clears throat> hand out a nickname. You know, it's like because they have no gauge of what at that point. Like you're still trying to figure out that gauge of what's what's funny, but what isn't like really off color. You know, right? And in sixth grade, off color starts way earlier because you're in sixth grade, so everything is you know a little scary. Not everybody kind of knows. People, some kids know about the sex stuff. Some kids don't want to know yet because they still want to just keep on, you know, stacking their baseball cards and not have to think about all these weird thoughts that are on the periphery. I said, this this one might make... I said, this might help you toughen up. This is one... If you can get this to stick, this will help you out. So let me tell you about the anatomy of this nickname that I keep trying to push on him to see if he likes it. You is got it for him? It's for him. I said, if you give it to someone else, you're going to kick yourself because this dude's going to look like a badass. And you're gonna have helped lift him up there, and then you know maybe you can get a little, a little side uh, deflective growth from it or deflective benefit. But you really want to try and just take it. I don't know how you give yourself a nickname though, so it might be an uphill battle. Uh, you, you go out in the street, you find cats that are out there. The cats that are the toughest are the ones that have like 
been out on the street for a long time. A lot of times... Real feral. So you're teaching your kid how to be a feral cat. Well, no, here's the thing. Feral cat, first of all, feral is not a good connotation. That is not going to help you with the chicks. Feral sounds like keep his pants on. Old, old feral Fred. Old feral Fred is not the type of guy you want to lay down. He's not going to ask for consent. But if you have a cat that's out in the street, they bring the thing in. People want to, you know, save the rescue these cats from the street, bring them in. A lot of them have the fiv. Fiv being, are you familiar with what fiv is? That a lot of this joke would depend on how prevalent the know the knowledge of what fiv is. Do you own cats? No, I don't own cats. My wife had a and cat. What is fiv? Was it feline? Hold on. What is what is the acronym you're spelling out there? Feline. It's it's hiv. But with feline instead of human. HIV. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of cats are out there banging heroin straight into their... No, but they do get they do get feline immunodeficiency virus because they're just out there on the streets fighting. I don't know how the fuck cats get fib, but cats get fib. It's out, it's out there. Oh, so yeah. then... I've heard, I've heard of that. They get a lot of herpes, too, and... Yeah, I mean, they're out there, I mean, they're fucking around, they're getting fucked, they're doing crazy shit out there. So then I said, Fiv Cat might be a good nickname, because that connotates that you're tough, you've been out there, you're fucking, nothing's gonna kill you. And then, Fiv Cat kind of sounds like it's a little too old for a sixth grader. So then we settled on Fiv Boy. So I've been trying to make that stick, I've been calling him Fiv Boy for like a month. I don't don't know how we'll get it up. I don't know how we'll get it on himself. I don't know. What if his friends call him that at school in front of the teacher, and the teacher's like, what is, what is that? What does that mean? And he's well, like, that... you know how cats have AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would only make you more of a badass, though, if your nickname is, is like, people were like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, and then, and then it'll progress like this. And like, and they'll, yeah, and then, and then all of a sudden the, the teacher will be like, oh, my God, who, who's calling you that? Who started calling you that? And he's going to go, my dad. <laughs> No, see, Dad, Kaya you're, calls imagining, you feline, you're imagining feline someone narking on it. No one's going to nark on the nickname. No, no, they don't got to nark. The teacher just has to be within proximity, and they're like, Fib boy, what's up? And they're like, what, what, did they, what did they call you? And he'll just say, I don't know. I take the fifth. Yeah. Don't ask any questions. Don't ask any questions. And then, and then he just shanks the teacher because he's Fib boy, <laughs> and he doesn't take no shit. No, that won't happen, but that's what people would say. They'd be like, holy shit, Mrs. Stevens asked him about what the Fit Boy thing is. And what happened? I don't know, man. He probably fucking shanked that bitch, though. That dude's a badass. You see what I'm saying? It Dang. just takes legs as soon as it starts to land. It takes legs. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, still, legs. I'm still working on it. Sixth grade is an important po- I, point in time for nicknames. It is. It really is. I think I, I, was, in, I was in fourth grade, and I nicknamed, I nicknamed the janitor Bruno. Bruno? And it stuck so, Bruno. He was this big, huge Mexican guy, and every time I saw him, I was just like, Bruno, what's up? I don't know. I just fell out of my mouth one day. I don't even... I think his name was like Julian or something. And uh, you know those little things that kids... You know those little ice... Those little ice things? Like the, the desserts that kids get at school, and it comes with that like little popsicle stick that's not attached to it. They just... You got to open it up and then use that like as some kind of wooden Scraper. prison spoon. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And um, yeah, he, he, he started taking those because they look like little skateboards or snowboards. And in his in his free time, he would he would draw on them like he'd make like flames and shit on them. And then he, he started drawing this little character that was uh, a Bruno is a baby seal. 
and so it was like this little baby seal character that he was drawing, and he was drawing, he would, that was like his mark, like his tag, so he would like draw little flames on it, and then he would draw a little Bruno on there, and he would hand them out to the kids. Do you have any idea how close you are to getting raped by a janitor in high school? Dude, that guy was cool as fuck. That's That's a cool thing. You're trying to call your kid AIDS cat, (laughs) and here I am. creating camaraderie with this with this the lowest of the school faculty and i made him feel better than anyone in that whole school i can take you to court transcripts where they said and then what happened young sir after the janitor gave you the 10th illustrated uh ice cream stick show us on the doll where he touched you (laughs) and he said he touched me in my Nah, dude, he would, yeah, it was cool. Like, even the teachers knew about it, and they were in on it. They all thought it was a really cool thing. Like, that's, he was taking time. He would sit there, because at the, at the school, what he would do during lunchtime is he would sit there at, uh, right by, there was, like, four trash cans, and he would sit right behind the trash cans, because the kids had to separate some of their stuff, and sometimes the kids just wouldn't, they were just fucking off. So he just had to make sure that these, in elementary school, these kids were literally just throwing their fucking trash away. And, um... So when you came up to him, like if you got one of those, it was like good for the whole school because now all the kids in my class and all the other classes, they were all buying these little ice cream treats because as soon as they finished that shit, when they would go throw it away, they would, you know what was great? If you, did, if you had like a chocolate milk or something that, he, that you, didn't, uh, you didn't open or anything, he'd be like, okay, no, no, give me that. And he would like take chocolate milks and stuff and he would like have a whole lunch basically by the end of his little lunch shift just from what the kids weren't eating. He would just like stack it up next to him and he would just eat it. He was, guy was a big dude. And um, so you'd finish your lunch. You'd go up there to throw, it was like incentive even for the kids to go throw their trash away. You'd throw your trash away, you hand the stick to him. By the end of lunch, he had penned you out this cool little skateboard thing that you can fuck around with in class and not pay attention. It was great. I, I'm pretty sure I still have one of them sitting in my little box. Like I have a little memory box thing at home. I think I uh, still got that. Dude, I got a, I, I, I don't know, I, I hand out a, my nickname philosophy is that you just got to let it come out. Like you're talking to the person one day and then all of a sudden it just falls out. You can't no, you're contemplate right. it too much. You can't, you can't, you can't force a nickname. They don't ever come out good if you no. force them. You're absolutely right. No. I'm mostly I'm fucking with them, but I do like the idea of putting so it on his radar on the, that a nickname has some power. Uh, um, from a personal experience with trying to and, and even worse is trying to nickname yourself when I was so actually that's really funny that you say in middle school in middle school trying so hard between my friends and I to just get nicknames I really wanted the nickname for myself to be Gage I thought Gage was just I want to be called Gage it's a cool name I don't fucking know man I was a little I was just trying to be cool just trying to be out there and uh, just didn't stick that didn't work and thinking back about it, you're like, what a fucking loser, right? So this same phenomena, so on the Appalachian Trail, it is the one of the biggest aspects of the Appalachian Trail is all the people that hike on the trail get a trail name. They get a nickname. You got to get a nickname because it's almost like that vacation you're taking from your real self, your real life. You go out there and you get a new name and... Um, you're off to the races and you're you're a new person right and uh, for some people they immediately jump the gun they're like two miles in they're on the trail for like a day and they're like call me the 
trail walker, you know, like call me this, right? And all those guys be like, fuck off, right? And all the best ones. So for instance, there was this one guy and sometimes people get a trail name and they just stick with it. I was like, dude, why would you take that? Why would you take that as, there's this one kid on the trail and uh, when I first saw him, everything he had was orange, right? Including his hair. He, he was a red haired guy. And uh, the one of the first nights we were out there, we got there and we, he was standing off to the side of the trail. We're hiking up this mountain and he's like taking a break on the side and we walk by him and he's like, hey man, we're like, how you doing? He's like, I'm not good, man. I just don't feel well. We get to where we're camping and he finally shows up later and he's like, hey man, I'm like pissing blood and shit. And we're like, whoa, bro. He's like, I think I'm gonna go lay down. Yeah, Jesus Christ. He's like, I think I'm gonna go lay down. He goes and he lays down, he takes a nap. And then he gets up from his nap a little while later, which is like, the sun was already down. Once the sun goes down, if you're asleep, in my book, you stay asleep, right? But then he woke up. And I, in my head, had this nickname immediately for him. I was like, you're Garfield, bro. Everything you got is orange. You're fucking taking naps. You're fucking Garfield, right? You know what his trail name was? It was what? fucking Neon. Neon. And he rode that Neon all the way to the end of the trail. He's Neon, all the way to the end. I was like, dude, what a shitty... So by no road, you mean Some... he had to kind of propagate it himself, like, hey, I'm Neon. No, no, no. No, what happened was it was like a, a couple days in for him. Somebody saw him, and he... All the stuff he was wearing, like I said, was like really bright orange. Like, he thought, like, there was hunters out on the Appalachian Trail, which there's no hunting grounds where people are like heavy foot tracker there's people walking there there's nobody hunting but he thought it would be best if he had like bright colored clothes so he was safe so he has got bright orange hat and stuff and so people some dude was just like uh, neon and he was like all right i give some neon it's like dude you don't have to accept that name you don't gotta you're fucking garfield right and I then like uh garfield. i like garfield a lot better that would have been a good nickname but for me, so what happened to me, this is my little story. I was out there, and it was almost 400 miles into this fucking trail, right? And I don't have a fucking trail name. Don't have a trail name. I'm like 400 miles in, and I'm starting to get antsy. I'm like, when's it coming? When's, what's happening, right? So go back to the same mindset I am as a little kid being like, I want to be Gage. I want to be cool, right? I'm a cool guy. I think being called, uh, you know, like... Because uh, one nickname, like in my family, I'm, uh, like all my nieces and nephews and everything, they call me Uncle Izzy, and my mom calls me Izzy, and my sisters call me Izzy. And, Everybody um, calls you Izzy, huh? That's interesting. Only in the family, though. I mean, it's very rare. There's there's a very, very few people outside of my family that call me Izzy. And I don't I don't care who calls me what. I don't... Uh, whatever name, I'll fucking turn around. I know you're talking to me. So, um, I think... Oh, it'd be cool. I mean, I'm going to be called Izzy the Kid. Yeah, I'm Izzy the Kid now. And so for like 100 miles, hiking into this place called Damascus, Virginia, I'm Izzy the Kid. Yeah, look at me. Izzy the Kid. Yeah, boy. I'm cool. And I fucking rode that thing. And people are like, oh, kid, here you are. Here's Izzy the Kid. It's almost, it's just as bad. If It's worse than Neon because Neon didn't choose his name. He, I mean, he accepted it. He didn't have to. You can deny it. Like, Don't call me that shit, right? But I was in Damascus, Virginia, and uh, kind of interesting story. One of the guys I was hiking with was in, like, Knoxville, Tennessee years before. Dude, we're fucking going hard in this podcast over time, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, so, we can, we, we're going to adjust. We're going to snap the 
Google alerts. We're so gonna we can snap. be in a solid two hours and fifteen minutes, like we aim. Yeah, two hours and twenty-three. I think is our goal. So, <laughs> there I was. Uh, <laughs> so, so there I was in Damascus, Virginia, and one of the dudes I started hiking with, literally like twenty miles in, we hiked the. I literally summited with this guy all two thousand one hundred miles. I went right up to Maine with this guy. He met this girl a year beforehand. Before he hiked the trail, he was in Knoxville, Tennessee at a fucking bar. And he just happened to be talking to this girl, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to be hiking the trail next year. She's like, oh, wow, here's my number. I live in Damascus, Virginia. It's right on the Appalachian Trail. And on, like, around May 5th in that area, in that time, every year there's a big hiker festival. So, like, all the hikers that are through hiking, and even people who aren't, just if you're an outdoor enthusiast, you go to trail days. It's a huge like two day event of just vendors and events and things happening in Damascus, Virginia, right? I think the population almost tripled during that day, which isn't saying much because the population is literally like a thousand. So, but, um, we, she lives literally in Damascus. So we're coming up on Damascus contacts her. We end up staying like at her house with her family. It's like four or five of us, and we all like camp on the lawn. Like we look, we're, we're at this house, which is great for us because 90% of the people, the hikers that show up to trail days, they stay in Tent City, which is like this big just area of the woods right outside of town where they put all the hikers, and it's just a fucking madhouse of just tented up borderline bums just living in the woods, right? And we were staying at a fucking house. It was great. But one of her friends she had all her friends over, they were playing music, it was great. And one of these dudes was just, you know, every once in a while you don't know where it's gonna happen, when it's gonna happen, but you just all of a sudden run into a person that's just so goddamn interesting. You're like, why the fuck do they keep people like you? You're like, what the, who, what is, their mind works differently, they're funny, it's like, a, but a weird funny that you've never seen anywhere. And that was this guy, his name was Henry. And he was fucking great. And um, there was a, the next day, part of the uh, festival festivities was a, um, what's it called, a uh, talent show. And I was considering and more or less going to enter this talent show and do stand-up comedy, right? I was like, I'm going to do it. And we're talking, we're sitting around this big table in the middle of the night, and we're all talking to each other and hanging out, drinking beers and stuff. And I'm telling them, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to enter the conversation, I'm going to enter the competition or the talent show, and I'm going to do stand-up comedy. And he's like, oh, cool, you do stand-up, that's cool. And then I was telling him how I had a really, really bad chafing problem earlier on the trail. Like, starting out, it got so bad I couldn't even fucking walk. Like, my thighs were rubbed raw. It was just fucking disgusting. It looked like some kind of roast beef. Like, that's going to suck because you know you have nothing but walking in front of you for days. So chafing would obviously be way worse. Because you know oh, you, have, fucking you have chafing coming up. Oh, it was fucking terrible. It's chafing in the morning, in the evening. I wake up, there's chafing still there. It was just fucking terrible. And just out of, I don't even remember the exact conversation, how it came up. We were all a little tatered. But he comes up with this nickname, and it became my trail name, and it become it became the most legendary trail name on the trail that year. And I'll follow it up it, absolutely for that year. And it was Chevy Chafe, right? Chevy Chase. 
that was the nickname mm-hmm. that he gave me. And I was like, there it is. I was like, that's what it is. I was like, I've been waiting for this moment, that moment where someone's sitting there, it just comes out, it's organic, all of a sudden out of nowhere, I'm fucking Chevy Chafe. It was fucking perfect. That night, I literally wrote an entire set based around the nickname, based around my problems chafing. I went up and I did my stand-up set. It did really, really well. It was really weird. It was an outside, like an auditorium thing, so there was a big crowd there, but so it's hard to tell if you're getting laughs when you're outside. But um, it went really well. I enjoyed myself a lot. Uh, but from that point on, everywhere I went on the trail, people were like, dude, you're the fucking guy that did the comedy. They're like, well, you should have fucking won. <clears throat> they're pretty sure uh, They're pretty sure the reason I didn't win, because I didn't win, and they're pretty sure it's because while I was on stage, I was laughing. Like I said a joke and a punchline. And then I just kind of stopped and I paced myself and I looked at the crowd and I saw one guy right in the front and he was looking right in my eyes and he was laughing. I said, fuck yeah, right? And I said the word fuck in front of, you know, in front of the whole audience and the guy, he's like, hey, this is a a family show. So it was kind of like a little off color, you know, Chevy Chafe, baby, that's who I am. But it was fucking perfect. You know, everywhere I went on the trail and and, uh, all of my, all the people I I was hiking with they were anytime we met somebody um and they'd be like oh hey guys uh, what do you and and people who aren't on the trail but live around it they know about trail names so they're always like "Ooh, what's your trail name how'd you get it right that's their first thing they ask you they love it and they would go around and my friends knew because i would always do the same thing it was so fucking easy i would bait them right into this this shit every fucking time and it was so goddamn easy <laughs> and so they would ask each person they'd be like oh what's your trail name and they'd be oh my name flatlander What's your name? Oh, my name's Legs. What's your name? Oh, I'm, I'm Lieutenant Dan. Oh, that's nice. That's <laughs> funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was a good... I think that was another really great name. That is a really but good name. But then show. they would be like... Yeah, especially, especially because that was the 20th anniversary of... Uh, the year we hiked was the 20th anniversary of... Um, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah, so it was every time we went anywhere, like we were in a hotel or something, it was fucking playing on the TV. But, um... And then they'd come to me and they'd be like, oh, what's your name? And I'd go, Chevy. And they'd go, oh, yeah, like, like the car, like, like, no, they go, I, sorry, sorry. I'd go, they hey, what's your name? I'd say Chevy. And they're like, oh, like Chevy Chase. And I'd say, nah, like Chevy Chafe. And 100% of the fucking time, that person was like, oh, that's terrible. That's funny, huh? So it's fucking easy. Just fucking, and they would all wait around. Yeah, it was great. So Chevy Chafe, man. And, and there was this guy up in the Shenandoahs. This is the last little bit, and then we're going to move into the... Uh, I've been talking a lot, man. So this is the last little little bit uh, to the story, and then we'll move into... It's what we're here for, man, to, uh, to fill up electronic space in the, in the, up, dude, in the cloud. Be, we're all... You know, I think that's true just for everyone in life. That's all we're doing is just filling up electronic space. <laughs> so there's this there was this dude all the way up in the Shenandoahs he was like a um, forest ranger that worked at like some one of like these the, the uh, Appalachian Trail runs right along Skyline Drive which is the road that runs like directly through the Shenandoahs and so there's all these little shops and everything and, and at any point you can just kind of walk right off the trail onto the road and then be at like a general store and there was this dude at one of the general stores and he's like I've been working this shit for 40 years and he's like, I'm, he's like, I see all the hikers that come through here. 
And he's like, my favorite thing to do is collect trail names. And what I do is I find all the best trail names and then I send them up to Maine. And we do a thing where we, we, we elect the best trail name of the year, right? And so I do, I do my whole bit to this guy and, he, and he's fucking dying. He goes, you know what? I think that's probably the best damn trail name I've ever heard. <laughs> so there's that. Fucking legend, bro. Legendary Chevy Chafe. I like Chevy that. I bet Chafe. that chafing was legendary too. Oh, it was terrible. Once you know what it is, it's it's the high amount of salt in your diet. You're eating a lot of ramen noodles, shit like that, and like dehydrated foods. And so you start walking, and you're sweating, and then the, you kind of run out of sweat. It's really hard to stay hydrated, and then the, it's you're just fucking grinding. So you, baby wipes are a huge thing. Baby wipes and baby powder, and you're golden. You gotta wipe that shit down, bro. You can't just. Yes, I'm thinking it, like Vaseline is what I was thinking. I would have put Vaseline. Everywhere. Oh no, you don't do Vaseline. You don't shower for like days. You don't want to just put Vaseline on you with no plans of showering for another two weeks. It's baby powder. You gotta salt the frog every morning. Every morning you wake up. Hey guys, you got the uh, the, the powder. I gotta salt the frog. <laughs> All right, I like that. So you, there's an amphibious theme going on with your genitals, by the way. You called it a toad earlier. Now you're calling it a frog. I'm waiting for the next one. Mm-hmm. Let me show you my salad. Because salting, salting the frog, it's like similar to like salting the slug. I guess we could have called it that. That would have been funny. The slug? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> salt, salt the slug. I think the same thing would almost happen to a frog if you salted it. it just wouldn't, he wouldn't enjoy it. No, I don't think the frog would enjoy being salted. No, no. So let's move right into our... Um, our Google Alerts. I didn't mean to take up so much time. You know, what's funny is when I am when I go to edit this, there's going to be two bars of audio. It's going to be my audio and your audio. And there's just going to be like 20 minutes where only my audio is showing levels. And I, don't, I like seeing it equal all the way. I was chiming in. Were you calling me a slacker? Well, let's, let's no, jump no, in. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm overriding I'm you. So, so real quick, before we do this, I'm going to write down the time. It's 1.30 minute. Hour one minute and thirty sec thirty minutes. I'm gonna take a piss. We're gonna edit this out. We're gonna come right back. Cause I am down in bruise right now. All right. All right. And we gotta wrap this shit up. All right. All right. One second. All right. We're back. Are you back? Are you here? I am back. One hour thirty-two. It was almost like. Exactly like a minute, two minutes. Oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me tell that story. You know, when I... All I really want to do when we have these these conversations, this episode, I just want to entertain you, man. You know, I like that we, we do have that flow where it's like, I want to say what I want to say because I want it to be something that you will... That'll kick something off with you, you know, that you'll appreciate, that you'll relate to that you'll laugh at whatever so I'm, I'm right there with you and sometimes I feel like sometimes we embark on this thing we we do our clap we get the thing going and then we're on a mission we're watching the clock we're trying to hit targets we're trying to move through it not crazy because we've never been like super focused in any episode but then I think there's other episodes like this where we clearly are disregarding the uh, the time markers and just trying to go with go with the fucking flow I like that go yeah man it, it, it's nice it's nice and uh 
it's funny like I said I said it already earlier like I I was like yeah we shouldn't do the movie thing I think because I knew I wanted to tell you that story at the beginning about the TV and uh but then it's like every everything after that I was like well we cut out the movies so let's just keep cutting it and now it's like we're way over <laughs> now we're way more we're way further than anything but here I don't know here's the thing like I all my closest friends are people that make me laugh whether they know it or not they're just funny people like that's how I keep people close it's like they have a different point of view and it's also like when they make me laugh then I want to make I want to make them laugh so it's like you're somebody when I make you laugh because you make me laugh so often it makes me I'm like yeah see I got, I got him too he, he gets me I get him so I like oh. it, man. no I'm totally with you on that man some people are just uh, laugh receivers and that's fine you know you just uh or laugh what, what's the word some people are just there like and you make them laugh and they don't ever joke receivers I'll call them you're, they're yeah. never going to laugh at you but they're good people to go tell a joke to because you're going to appreciate their response there's like a physical aspect to it you know you tell someone a joke they know how to laugh some people are just such fake laughers or they don't get shit or you have to explain it or they're just hesitant and they're like oh I think I get that I want to tell a dirty joke to someone and immediately have them fucking recognize that that was funny it was dirty and they're enjoying it and that's it they're not going to try and like top me come back with something some, some people I'm saying the joke receivers I love those people but it is nice to have people that you don't have to do all the heavy lifting you can go back and forth with them go back and forth yeah I, I like to try to I like to try to get your goat that's what I like to try to do too. To I like to try to ruffle goat. the feathers that's, <laughs> I'm trying to get your goat right around the yard ruffle the feathers a little bit that's 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 really one of my favorite things especially <clears throat> Cause like you gotta you gotta realize when someone's trying to ruffle your feathers. I think that's that was like with the Henry Rollins thing, the last episode. I don't feel like he would ever catch on that his feathers were being ruffled, and it would just start becoming. He's taking everything too seriously. My mom is like that. My mom never really knows when she's taking. Sometimes that's great. Sometimes like she like most of the time she won't get that I'm just trying to ruffle her feathers. But then sometimes I'll say some shit to her, and then out of nowhere she'll just go, "Oh fuck you." <laughs> and that's that's the response I'm looking for. You realize it, and then you just throw it back. That's great. So, these Google Alerts. Are we ever going to figure out uh, a name for this segment? Um, yeah, I don't think we put much thought into it. I think we've just been calling it the Google Alerts. But I think, like a nickname, I think it's going to have to be something that we're going to have to come about organically. Although I tried to, I tried, I tried to to, to low hand kind of uh, low ball in niche news to you one time, but you didn't you didn't jump on it, so that one's a dud. Yeah, I mean, see, if it's not organic, it's not organic, and I just I guess. Well, I it was it was organic it. when it came out, but I don't think you let. I don't. I just don't think you enjoyed it. Niche news, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't do it for me. But I think we should come up no. with some title for it. Because I, I, you know, I mean, I think right now it's it's still in its infancy, so you're right. We're kind of on the nose right now because it hasn't gained worldwide popularity yet. But once it does, then we'll be able to call it like uh, the GA or like you know something. That that's what seems to happen a lot is everything just gets fucking abbreviated because we're in a rush. You know, it's funny. We get to the next thing. You know, used to you when you when you brought the the segment up to me, you called it Google Alerts Grab Bag, right? You called yeah. it grab bag, which I was like, I don't like that. I don't like grab. Bag. I didn't say that to you, but I was like, grab bag. That's the first. The name's too long. 
I let it go pretty quick because I, I wasn't crazy about it either. I was just trying to. Sometimes I just right off the you, bat will give you all the details and just try and throw a bunch of shit at you, so you kind of get the I gist. Like it. And but just now you did say GA right? But like, what if we combine the GA with with the BA from the bag and we call it like GABA? How the fuck would you combine you the like GA it? with the BA? What's the what? <laughs> well the GA Google alerts and then the BA from bag Google alerts grab bag the GABA. Grab. The, you don't like it? The GABA. I might need to sleep on the GABA because I'm still not. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's just let's just go right into it. Will you uh, let's. Why don't you, we'll, why don't you go we'll, first? We'll, what do you touch, got? What no, you? you. I want you to go to first. I've been talking for the past forty minutes. You got to go first. You're doing this. All right, I'm going first. I'm gonna go in order of how I set the alerts this week because uh, I didn't get anything on this first one, but I did learn a little bit about it. And then my first Google alert was the Running Man, the Korean TV show, and I put Running Man and I put Korea in, thinking that that was gonna give me a bunch of alerts. But I think we learned or we're learning that the Google alerts are ethnocentric, meaning if I'm an American on American servers, I guess. I don't know how the fuck that works. Yeah, our internet really doesn't, it's not global. Right, so I'm in America, and so all these sites coming up with Taiwanese or Korean shit, they just don't even come in. So when you you pick something heavily uh, oriented to, to another country, you're not going to get the reference from that country. You're only going to get the external reference from America of that show. And the, nobody in America was talking about it this week, so I didn't get any articles. I got one article, actually, one. And it was someone mentioning that they liked Running Man and some other thing that had nothing to fucking do with it at all. Uh, but what who is Running it? What is who Running was, Man? Who was mentioning it and what thing? Um, it was a community... ASEAN, not Asian, but A-S-E-A-N, Korea Center promotes community-based tourism. And it was an article about a student group. I mean, it was the most bare minimum mention uh, where Liana Halim, a student from Malaysia who was a fan of Korean TV shows, said, I enjoy watching Running Man, but since I study in a rural area, I did not have the opportunity to meet, meet Koreans. Through this po- program, I made my first Korean friends. So there you have it. That's Running Man. I think she said everything you need to know about what it is. No, that was like the worst possible huh. Google alert you could fucking get. What is Running Man? Yeah. I didn't know what it was. You said it was a TV show, so I knew what to look for. I don't fully know what the fuck is going on with it, but uh, it is a South Korean variety show that's been running for eight years now, and it seems like it's a pretty big hit over there uh it is a group of younger korean people mostly guys there's a girl um the cast looks like it's had a couple of girls over the years and they do i don't know i watched like 20 minutes total of a few episodes still don't know what the fuck they were doing but there are all these different little challenges and it it looks like basically it is a different take on the reality show scripted reality show where these Korean characters are being built and you know they take on the different like one guy's the tough guy one guy's the dorky guy one guy's the funny guy one guy's the whatever 
and then they just kind of you know keep on building on those personas in the face of these little challenges right is that pretty much what the gist is that what your thoughts are on it yeah yeah look just um so i watched a a full episode so the episodes are like 80 to 90 minutes long right um, and, uh, I didn't I see anything that was that long. I think I just came across clips, so I didn't see how long. Yeah, I watched an episode, a full episode one day, and uh, boy, I watched the whole thing, and I still really, I was very entertained, but I really didn't know what was going on. Oh, and I thought you said they like do. Subtitles. So it's called Running Man. So they so they do these races like throughout like town and stuff, and they have like little objectives that they have to do, and it's. It's all. It's like a variety show. They have like little challenges, and like the episode I watched, one of the guys had to go around to all the other people on the show, and wherever they are, whatever they were doing, like in their own little studios and whatnot, he had to go steal one of their shoes, <laughs> and that was pretty entertaining. A lot. I, I saw a lot of them in the beginning centered on them being locked into a place and having to get out of it. That was like the challenge. Like locked into a famous landmark in this certain place and they had to get out of it. I didn't know if they did it in the actual landmark or if it was like a set that was supposed to look like that. I don't know. Right. And it looks like there's so, different versions of it in several Asian countries. Like there's Chinese Running Man, Taiwan Running Man, Thai Running Man, Malaysian Running Man, so on and so forth. So, you know, it's just some person, young personalities just being off the wall they do this little frame device where they say, you know, they ask them these really open-ended questions and they all get to kind of talk it out. The whole thing is mostly designed to let these five or six people kind of just banter. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems like it's a fucking big hit. I mean, it's been going on for a long time. They're, like episodes, they're up to like episode 400 or something. It looks like it's a weekly thing. And it looks like they keep cycling cast members out that become big stars in Korea, like to go do acting jobs and bigger things or to go do uh, sing. Like there's more than one person that left to go do an album. And it's on Sunday. It's on. Yeah. And it's on Sunday night, which is a big time slot. I think anywhere because kind of the weekend is over. People preparing for work. And uh, so I think Sunday and maybe Thursday are probably always just logistically big TV nights because Thursday is the last night before your weekend kicks off. That's always been big here. And then Sunday is has always been big because people are, you know, you go to bed a little earlier because you had a long weekend and you want to transition back into the working 9 to 5 bullshit. I saw it as being kind of similar to Impractical Jokers. Okay. Um... I think it was a little different, like, they're, I think the guys over in Running Man, they're all definitely, like, I think, like, personalities, maybe from, like, internet, uh, like, YouTube personalities in, in South Korea, whereas the Impractical Joker guys are all, like, stand-up comedians who have been friends in that area, like, up in New York City for, like, in New Jersey since they were, like, kids. But it's similar to, like, where they're doing, like, little challenges, and they have to, like, go back and forth, and there's a winner, and they get prizes and things like that. I think that would be our equivalent to The Running Man. Okay. I don't know Impractical okay. Jokers that well. I get it. I know the gist of Impractical Jokers. But that's them kind of like fucking with like the public. I thought this was more like... I don't know. I suppose there's room for the, them to be fucking with the public too. 
but it seemed like it was just like the five or six of them that were getting put up in these things and it was mostly them fucking with each other yeah yeah you're right you're right but I don't know. Do you There's think a, lot a show like that? Do you think a show like that could 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 make it here in America? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, when I watch the like, my kids are at that age where they like to watch the live action. It's not Disney, but it's like might as well be. What the fuck's the chance? It's Netflix stuff, so I don't even know. Some of it's Disney, but like they watch shows where they're so shitty and so formulaic. They totally could watch five, you know, Justin Bieber looking dudes hanging out like. I don't like that Justin Bieber. He's lame. He's always trying to, he's so he's trying to be so tough all the time. I like the guy that's funny. No, not me. I like the guy with the hairdo, or I like the girl, or what you know. I mean, what the fuck, man? It's it's very easy to entertain kids. I think. You just flash. It is simple things. All out. I need is bright colors, simple things. I don't. I, do you think a lot of things, adults things watch this costumes. show? I bet you this show is very popular with kids, and then. Maybe there's a little pullover because, you know, parents watch what their kids watch and then they get kind of, you know, in, invested a little bit in the characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Would it be popular to watch a show with, like, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and fucking uh, Lady Gaga and, uh, well, like, the Spice Girls, basically, but, like, the Spice Girls Happy Fun Hour? And they're just running around. Wasn't that shit. like the like what was that the Mickey Mouse house Mickey house Mickey, Mickey Mouse the, Club? There you go. That might be what's more like. There's no that might be a good. Uh, I don't know if that's still on, but I think people know what the Mickey Mouse Club was. It was just basically to generate pop culture uh, stars. You know, give them a little vehicle to kind of just do whatever. They can put them in outfits, show their talents off a little bit. And then, you know, make some fucking commercial money. Ah, boom. Exploit these little brats. Exploit, <laughs> exactly. Exploit so these little brats until they're trying to climb themselves out of a drug hole. A drug vacation. So nothing happened. I like the, I like the callback. Nothing happened this week in America regarding the Running Man TV series. So in that aspect, it was a flop as an alert. But I think we all feel much better now knowing what we know about this very popular Korean television show, Running Man. Running Man. I think, yeah, I, I wa- like I said, I watched an episode, I'll probably watch it again. I think that's what the the great thing about this is. It's like something, like, I, w- I really want to know what, okay, why did you, what, how did you choose what you chose for me this week? The ones that you're doing this week? Uh, no, that I just did for this week. That you just did for this week. Well... You know, sometimes I like to, uh, I want to ruffle a little bit of feathers with a, I usually pick at least one that I don't think you'll like, because I want to see what I'm going to get for feedback on it. And then I pick one that I think would be just interesting, that I think might fit with, you know, what we're talking about or how things are going, you know. And I, I mean, I want to keep them all at least kind of interesting, you know, people that are, um, I don't know. I, I think when I originally did my list for you, it was even too serious, like too more serious than I wanted it to be. So I backed it off because I think I had one of yours was going to be the foundation that the Zuckerberg and his wife started. Because I just, you know, you just get into a rabbit hole and you, on the internet and I was like 10 clicks in and I was like, this looks interesting. And I wrote it down on my list and I was like, I can't fucking give him that. Then it really will be like fucking putting, uh, putting uh, Isaiah in homework. So then I backed it out and I said, you know, let's go like a little pop culture, a little... Uh, not what's the word like a little back back door stuff a little behind the scenes 
Uh, you know, because I mean, I think one of yours, the brothers, are extremely influential in America, and I don't think we. I don't know. I mean, it's not like this is going to be like some expose to bring those fuckers down. But, uh, and, and I mean, not even that they're bad guys, but I just think there's so much of that going on in America. We always need to be trying to shed light on the, the big operators in the background because we like to think we're all these rugged individuals making our own choices in America. But in reality, we're just fucking sheep like every other fucking person ever. And we're very easily manipulated and we do what the fuck they want us to do. And it's not even that hard. And we like it. So that's how I ended up with the well, brothers. I do like it. Okay, yeah. yeah so, I, and, and with with that being said, I want to, um, mine, I will probably, I'm going to do this one first. The one that uh, I didn't like almost, uh, like I said, I completely forgot it was a Google alert because <laughs> I set it as one. I didn't get anything from it. And I just completely forgot to like check back to my notes because I was very engrossed in the other two. So I'm gonna get this one out and then I'm gonna combine my last two alerts into the same into the same one. So um, this one that you gave me was Julianne Smolinski, right? Yes. Am I, am I saying this right? And um, she is widely considered one of the funniest people on Twitter, which is saying a lot. How many people do you, would you say are on Twitter? Oh, there's going to be millions of people on Twitter. And it's really a forum just for people to fucking make jokes. So, I mean, shit. Wait, but I think more people would know about her Twitter name than her real name. What's her Twitter name again? You say... Yeah, I... No, I... Boobs Radley. Boobs that's, Radley, that's right. Yeah, I think most people would know about Boobs Radley. She is. Her name is yeah, at Boobs she's, Radley. She's, she's, a, she's a writer for a number of different shows. Um, to be honest, I don't even know the, the shows really that she was a writer for. I've read them, and I was like, I've never, I've never seen that show. Uh, here, I'm going to open it up real quick. And so, yeah, this was one. I didn't get any alerts from her, and I also did follow her on Twitter. And, and I, was a little, I was a little upset because... When I started reading her her Twitter, I wish there was a way to like filter tweets to see like just the top tweets they that they've ever posted, and there might be. I just don't know how to do it. Um, but you know, like Rolling Stone uh, is one of the the forums that they consider her one of the top funniest people on on Twitter, and um, you know Huff Post. Uh, Let's see. Let's let's look at her IMDb IMDb page right now because that's the Internet Movie Database, and we will see. Yeah, yeah so I don't, we'll, I don't we'll know a lot of the shows that she's been on either as a writer. Let's see. So I'm looking at it right now. Like, here. I'm going to take a look at it. Uh, she's been a writer for four shows: Grace and Frankie. Haven't heard it. Idiots. Uh, a little funny that she hasn't written more for like. She was executive executive story editor for thirteen episodes of, of uh, Grace and Frankie. And she produced and uh, written by three. Which episodes. is which is adding but all so the rest. Much, it's right. like one episode here, one episode. <laughs> well, it's two. Yeah, it's I mean, one. no, that's the age we live in, though. People don't have to have this this. Really long, you know, climbed up through the ranks, um, a resume anymore. You know, you can get onto Twitter and you can mm -hmm. hit the ground running. And 
I mean, obviously, you know, she's living in the entertainment world, so she's automatically going to get a little bit more cachet. I'm sure she does, uh, you know, stand up, right? She must be doing stand up at some level, or she did at some point. Well, so that's let me let me read her little heading on the very top. This is this was one of um, from IMDb. I went in because yeah, on IMDb, and I really wanted to read some of her her tweets. Oh, no, no, this is, this is on Twitter. It's like your little heading at the very top of Twitter. And I really wanted to read some of her tweets. Real quick, I'm, I'm, my computer went dark like it was trying to go to screensaver. And then I brought it back up, and now it's just a black screen with my mouse. And I assume it's... All right, it's continuing to record. We're good. <laughs> it finally just came back. My, dude, she's hurting out here, boy. I got the spinny pinwheel, the rainbow pinwheel. It's rough. So let me, uh, actually, just, just, let's just give it a second in case it really fucks up. Oh, I really hope it doesn't. I really hope she don't fuck up, boy. It's going to make trying to put this thing together hard. So what are you drinking right now? I hear you, I hear you cracking beers every once in a while. What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, my my normal, which is I get just a four pack of the big sixteen ounce Miller Lights. Keep it nice because it's a work night. Mm. That's good. I drink the four packs of the the uh, Ice House. Ice House. Do they still make that shit? Were they just yeah, like I... refilling it from the same warehouse that they made it all in nineteen eighty seven? It's okay. both Ice House. Well, what made you settle on Ice House? Five point five percent. Like it's a means to an end, all right. I'm not. I'm not it. fucking around out here. I love it. It's I, I ain't enjoying the taste of this stuff. <laughs> all right, we're still. All right, we're still recording, but she's chugging along. All right. So my favorite thing is that at the very, uh, her little headline, her little top thing for. Uh, let's see, on her Twitter page, it's like your little bio. And it says, I write for a couple of TV shows, but my real passion is the time I saw a seagull steal a fully dressed hot dog right out of a man's hand. And I thought that was very humorous. And then I, so I went down and I started scrolling through her tweets and I was hoping I would find some gems in there. Let's read some more tweets from her. This was uh, 48 minutes ago. So 48 minutes from right now in this moment of time, she typed this out and hit enter or send or whatever you do on Twitter. And uh, this is what she said. She said, you know a website was good when you can't imagine what would replace it in your day. The AWL was a terrific website. I guess that's an in inside joke for people who know what AWL is. <laughs> yeah. Um, three hours ago, she, she tweeted, it's the most wonderful time. And then she, like, kind of attached to that is a tweet from Heather Hogan, which I believe is Hulk Hogan's daughter. And, uh, and she tweeted, It's my favorite time of year. Grace and Frankie pressed to her time when Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda hold hands on TV and say whatever the fuck they want. Uh, so that's it's just kind of a little... The thing with Twitter is that these people that get to a certain point they have to just kind of keep putting stuff out. And you can tell the people that do their own stuff because it, 
you know, it's, it can't be all A fucking yeah. material. They can't all be like George Takai, whose shit comes from like a lab, and every three hours and five minutes, they put out something really wry and fucking, you know, devilishly clever. Got like a team, like a team of writers. Yeah. For Julian, for Julian uh, Smolinski. So this is this one was eleven hours ago. She said, "Remember when if a friend texted you, a famous dude's name, and a frowny face." It meant he was dead, and not just that your day was now going to include at least five petty, unproductive conversations. I guess she's assuming that anytime some dude gets ousted. For instance, this week, uh, earlier this week, Aziz Ansari, some some girl came out said that she, he was trying to force herself himself on her earlier this week. Yeah, what do you think about it that? It didn't happen. What do I say? Well... It sounds like I she's getting more backlash than he did. Did you hear about it? Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're attacking her for trying to make something out of, like, you know, you, you just had a fucking bad day. Like, he didn't rape you. He didn't fucking... I don't know. Everything I'm reading is being super supportive of him and very... Um, I think so, too. And I think you're, I think you're right. I think how exactly, and how he handled it with his statement coming out and being like, "I didn't feel that way at the time. I apologize. I still support this whole movement. Whatever, whatever." Can you do an you know, Aziz Ansari I, I, impression for us? Do you do an Aziz? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Somebody just accused me of rape. <laughs> I love that guy, man. I think he's I'm very Randy. Funny. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen the uh, Have you seen the show on Netflix? I haven't, but a lot of people. You know how I found out about this is I was I was on Twitter looking up Julian Smolinski and I saw a tweet from Tom Segura and it said, "Does this mean we can now uh, say how we feel about Aziz Ansari's show?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Uh oh!" And I was like, "I know what that means." <laughs> and then so I went and I looked it up and I thought that was pretty funny. A lot of these guys I don't like him because he he took a leap. He went from zero to sixty quickly. So I think a lot. I of mean, th- there's are... a. I don't think it comes from, for a lot of these guys. I don't think it comes from a place of like, jealousy. I think it comes from a place of like I know that guy and he's not, that great. I mean, I'm not saying he's not that great, better than I am, <clears throat> but from their point of view, they're like he's kind of hacky. They don't really like the stuff they that he does. Because, like, there's some dudes that are, like, the most prolific in ever. Or not ever, but, like, of our time right now. Like, for instance, Kevin Hart. And he really skyrocketed at one point. And everyone's like, dude, he fucking deserved every in- instance of it. You know, like, he's got his own fucking shoes. And so. what's the difference between him and Aziz in that in that situation? Because, I mean, Aziz um, I think did the work. He did what he was Kevin, supposed to do. Kevin Hart is more of a man for the funny Everything he does is, I want to be funny. And Aziz is, I want to social commentate, and I want to put out a message, and I want to, like, say what I'm feeling and have people accept, like, not accept it, but, like, have people, like, really think about what I'm saying. I think that's the difference. Okay. Okay. Because there's a lot of, uh, like, I I listened to one of his... um, that's your like, well, right? I, I don't know. Uh, give me another example. I listened to one of his um, specials, or I didn't listen to the whole special. I, I heard it on Pandora, like a segment. 
and I really would, it would be better if I was able to actually um, give you the exact bit in the quote. But listening to it, there was a there was a tagline, like a whole line and like a couple lines that weren't punchlines. Like they weren't there to be funny. Like people might laugh at them, but it's more of like where all the super progressive people in the audience, instead of laughing, just go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like it's uh it's the reason why I don't like George Carlin. As a comedian, I don't think he's a comedian. I don't think he's good at, and uh, really, I mean, he's obviously great at speaking in front of people. But as far as like comedy, setting up punchlines, being funny for the funny, I mean, there's a lot of comedians that say stuff with what they're trying to say, with with their stuff, but it's also like funny. It was just, he just seemed like a, a really racy preacher. Every time I've ever watched, I've never enjoyed his stuff. Actually, Ari Ari Shafir. Um, I've heard a number of different comedians talk about how militant Ari Shafir is about George Collin not being funny, and he'll just stand his ground and be like, tell me one funny thing, tell me one funny thing that he said that was funny, and then people will be like, the five dirty things or whatever, like the five things you can't say, and then he has like an answer for every single one of why it wasn't funny, and uh, he just fucking hates that he just doesn't think he was a funny comedian. I'm not that militant, but it's along the same lines. Like fuck Ari Shafir's was... ass, and you can fucking line up behind him. George Carlin was definitely funny. He had a fucking more funny throwaway shit than fucking Ari Shafir will come up with if he lives for another fifty years. The guy's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Feathers have been ruffled, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, what the fuck? It's so subjective. I mean, if someone wants to ardently say someone wasn't funny, that's fine. But I mean, I definitely, I've watched a, a handful of Carlin's specials. I realized that I kind of missed the crest because he was kind of before my time. But, uh, I mean, what the fuck, man? He's a fucking funny guy. Yeah, everyone, he, he definitely said some off-color off things at a time when it was, uh, you can't say those things. But, um, yeah, I mean, you got to give him credit for that, that he was pushing the envelope. He was pushing the envelope, uh, yeah, absolutely. 40 years ago. Absolutely. And uh, he did it. And he know, was not, funny. I'm not he sure. was funny. I mean, if I feel like his turn of phrase and his uh, aggressive attitude towards stuff, you know, and how he'd get worked up was good. I, I do say at the end, he did a special at the end where he had, like, this huge slideshow thing going behind him. And, it, like, at the end, he was talking about his fucking dog. Or his dogs or whatever. And I was like, dude, you're the fucking guy now that you used to make fun of for like 30 years. And that's fine that you turn into that, but don't bring it onto a stage and put a big fucking slideshow behind you with your dog and tell us for 10 minutes how cute you... Right. And I was just like, this is really the fucking end. I mean, it was before he died, obviously it was a special, but it was not much before he died. All right, my next Google alert is a comedian I think we all agree is very funny. It was Roseanne Barr, very famous, huge comedian, no pun intended, in the 80s. Uh, I was a big fan. I always thought she was funny. I remember seeing her in the Young Comedian special before her show came out and just thinking she was funny as shit because I was a teenager. I got most of what she was saying. It was, she, you know, she, she was kind of dirty, 
but not like in that real nasty type of way. Like I, my parents would let me watch, and they they wouldn't be crazy when she would swear, but she wasn't going like, you know, crazy. But she'd make some sexual comments, and she would get she would get a little body. Uh, but she did this thing where she called herself the domestic goddess. That was like her big, uh, big thing. You know, I'm a domestic goddess. I do what, you know, like she's like a wife, but she's like rich. And, um, you know, she was trying to be like the every woman to like empower women that were, you know, that weren't fucking millionaire comedians and making observations that would um, make them feel good, that they could relate to. And I like that. I, and I, I don't think it, it was it was still funny even though I was a fucking teenage kid uh, because she was really good with turn of phrase she had a lot of good jokes Roseanne Barr definitely had a lot of good jokes and she was a consistent hitter you know if you saw like a five minute Roseanne set it's fucking pretty solid dude I don't know if you've watched any of her stuff from way back uh, then obviously people know she had that run on the show Roseanne and then I think people know her from the kind of epic flame out that happened at the end of that show where she kind of became a, a pampered, you know, prima donna bitch. She married a guy that was like a, what the hell was Dan fucking, I mean, she brought this guy to us, by the way, uh, John Goodman. No, not John Goodman, Tom Arnold. That's right, Tom, Tom Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, she, she fucking, he was like a, I forget what the deal was, but he was just like some Joe Schmo, and then she married him, and he moved into like a EP role on her show. Then he became an asshole. Then they got divorced. Now he has some fucking cred. Although I'll tell you this right now, I do think Tom Arnold is pretty fucking funny. He's got so, that I mean, Roseanne Barr pussy cred, man. He's. <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought for the is longest that... time, but after seeing him and listening to him and some stuff, I mean, he's a pretty fucking wacky dude. He's, he's a funny guy. I like Tom Arnold. But, uh, but, so what happened with Roseanne Barr this week? I think we all know who Roseanne Barr is. Uh, she lives in Hawaii on the big island. And what I wanted to see, and I couldn't find anything about it, was I wanted to see her reaction to this fucking crazy fake missile threat that came up over the weekend. Are you familiar with the fake missile threat? I am. So she lives on the big island. So I was like, shit. She's one of the people I think of when stuff happens on the Big Island. What did, what was her take on that? But I don't think she was there because I couldn't find anything and I was looking for it. Uh, but what I did oh, find... her new show. Her new, yeah, new she, show. Exactly. That's what her all of her alerts were about, the redo of Roseanne. But wait, just to close the loop on the Hawaii thing, you know who was on the Big Island during that fucking scare? That was a big deal too, dude. If the, Think about it. You're Anywhere you are, I don't care where, if you're in New York, you're in L.A., you're in Hawaii, whatever. You get a fucking... You wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning and there's a thing that says, there is a nuclear bomb coming to you right now. This is not a drill. You fucking imagine how fucked up that is? And then it took them I wouldn't 40 be surprised if there's some kind of lawsuit compensation coming down the pipeline for the people of Hawaii. Yeah, but, but fuck all that. Just think about the 40 minutes in your life. All those people, they thought they were fucking dead. What are you going to do with a fucking nuclear bomb? All the people that I've heard talking about it were like, the fuck am I going to do? I'm at my house. Am I going to get under the coffee table? Am I going to get in the car in the fucking... Like, what are you going to do? People, of course, take to the roads because fucking people are idiots. Let me get on the fucking highway. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe maybe you see it coming. You can outrun it with your car. You know? We are heading north. I know what to do here, Margaret. Shut up and get in the car. We're heading north. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, re- ready for this? This these were three people, and I'm gonna build to the crescendo because I know you love this last guy, Diana Ross, from the whatever that group is. You know, ain't no mountain high enough. What was the group she was in? She was in some group from the '70s. Everybody knows Diana Ross. She was on the island. I know Diana Magic, Ross. I just don't know. Magic Johnson was on the island. Wow. How cool is that? Magic Johnson was on the island. And then one of your favorites was on the island. Jim Carrey. Was really? On, well, yep. He said, I woke up they this morning in Hawaii with 10 minutes to live. It was a false alarm, but a real psychic warning. Oh, so he's trying to predict the actual shit that's coming down. If we allow this one man, Gamora, and is corrupt, he took it politically. If we allow this one man, Gamora, and his corrupt Republican Congress to continue alienating the world, we are heading, heading to, for suffering beyond all imagination. There you go. I knew you'd appreciate the Jim Carrey comment Said on the great soothsayer <laughs> and prophet. The wise, the wise. The Jim very Bright. wise. Hilltop Jim Carrey. Also, the pet detective. Also, <laughs> I know, fuck Jim Carrey. But I just, I felt for all those people because, you know, how many things happened in that 40 minutes that can't be taken back? Were people, I would, were people just like fucking in the street? Like, this is it. Let's fucking fuck. How many people, yeah, how many people did that thing that they... Were they like looting? Were, or how about just people that said shit that can't be taken back? You know, like, now that this thing's coming, I just want to fucking tell you what I think of you. And yeah, like like the husband of the wife, later, and now he's got to live that, live, live live with that. Now he's like, you know, I really wish that bomb was coming. Do you remember when you fucking said that your thing sister to me? for seven years. I thought we were all going to die. That's why I said it to you, Sharon. <laughs> yeah, well, now we're not going to die. Yeah, well, I wish we were. <laughs> I wish you were dead. Yeah, exactly. I wish you were dead. How much? I wish Kim Jong Un would shove a missile up your ass. How much shit could happen in forty minutes? We're gonna hear the stories. They're gonna come out. Did you hear why it happened? Did you Did you find out what happened? No, they just said like a fucking. What do you think it was? They just said a guy. No, no, no. I saw. I saw what it was. There was like a little. Um, I don't know if this is this is real, but I'm pretty positive. Um, it was. I just saw it on Twitter earlier today when I was looking for it. Uh, I wasn't even looking for it. I was, so the guy, who is rebooting, um, who is rebooting Vine, right? Or the he was the the guy that created Vine to begin with. Yeah. Um. Somebody posted. Uh, he posted the. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up right now. He posted a a screenshot of what they showed, like the reason why why it happened, right? Um. Basically, what happened was there was some guy, and he was on. It was a drop-down bar. You know how, like, you on, let's say, Audacity, the program we're using right now. There's file, and you click file, and then down under file is like edit, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. He clicked that button, and then it was imminent. It was it was send out. Uh, send out the nuclear warning, test nuclear warning, and he clicked the wrong one. It was literally one after another, and he clicked the wrong button. The buttons were right next to each other, and he sent out the wrong one. 
I mean, isn't that crazy though? You could be a couple clicks away from that email. Like they have yeah, that email. That text, like, that right? mass text. Bro, I gotta pee again. I got I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll be right back. I'm sorry. I'm about to Alright. Well, so I can fill the time here. So Roseanne didn't have a whole lot going on this week. All the articles that she had were about the show, Roseanne coming back. Uh, I would say there was probably 40, maybe upwards of 40 episodes, uh, 40 articles dealing with that. And uh, it looks like it's coming out in March. I'm looking forward to it. I'll watch it. I'll give it a chance. I loved Roseanne when it was on. Um, not much else happened with Roseanne. She just really didn't, um, she didn't have a, a very strong week. We'll see. Once that show comes out, maybe she'll get back into the zeitgeist a little bit more. I am kind of bummed that she was not in Hawaii. She must have been filming her show because I wanted to hear what her comment was on on that imminent missile threat. Um, I'll jump to my last Google alert. My last Google alert was a nightmare. My last I'm Google very, alert. I'm very, was I'm a, very sorry, man. No, hey, what are you gonna do, man? You can't piss your pants. My last Google alert was a nightmare. It was Queens, New York. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, dude! It is just so brutal to just imagine. It was all about like people having serious housing problems. Like this guy put wood up on his ceiling in this in his apartment. He's in a New York City Housing Authority NYCHA. I mean, just just going through this stuff just depressed the fuck out of me because there's probably millions of people that live in Queens and everyone's got like this heartbreak story about how fucking tough it is to fucking live in Queens, you know? So this guy had water coming from the ceiling in the building and it ruined his fucking, all of his ceilings. They've all fallen down at one time or another. Like when I say falling down, Isaiah, I mean like big chunks of the ceiling fell down all at the same time with water. So then he puts up like plywood up on his ceiling to hold it up, and then he calls the NYH, or the NYCHA housing authority to come look at it, and they look and they note it and they say we're looking, and we'll be back in touch. And he's like, I've been living here for like 15 years. They're never gonna come fix it. So of course my thought is, why the fuck don't you move out of there? But where's he gonna go? I mean, he's got like three kids. A guy looks like he could barely afford to live in the housing. It's probably rent yeah. controlled. Maybe it's that's not it going too. Anywhere. He's probably I mean, the only be... person in the, in the whole apartment complex paying like $400 a month and everyone else is paying like a grand. So he's like, fuck it. So the ceiling falls in every once in a while. You know, we just, most of my shit is waterproof. But it was just really depressing to see his ceiling was just big pieces of like shitty plywood that was like, you could tell was already drenched and like being a problem. There were all kinds of beatings and like murder stories, whether like someone was killed or a murder happened a while ago and they're still talking about it or you know there was one I, I learned a term that I didn't know it was a um, strap strap hanger you know what a strap hanger is I have no clue and I used to live in Queens a strap hanger is this is in the news it says uh, crazy man with boombox stabs a strap hanger and I guess that's a word they call you if you just happen to be in the fucking subway holding on to the fucking, you know, you're just standing in the fucking car and you got the, you're hanging on to one of those straps. You can't that's, get a seat. 
Why can't you? Just, like, why can't they just say like man on transit? That's weird. I know. It's a little specific. I have ne- never fucking heard that. In my I was like, strafanger. Strap hanger. I was like, what's a strafanger? Strip strap, strap. I was like, what the fuck? And then I read it. And I was like, yeah, this guy was on the fucking train, and he was playing his music loud, and the guy fucking got at him. He was like, hey, shut that shit off. I had a fucking long day. The fucking dude stabbed him. Another one. Wow. A guy lives next to a homeless shelter, and the cars are blocking the street, so he pulls up behind the car, and he fucking lays on his horn like a typical Queens prick would do. And then some guy that lives in the homeless shelter that knew the guy whose car was blocking the street said to him, hey, shut the fuck up or whatever. We'll fucking move in a minute or whatever. And then the guy got out of his car and clearly caused this situation, took it to a head. He gets out, and he confronts the homeless guy, and the homeless guy said, I'll fucking kick your ass back the fuck up, whatever. And the guy kept coming up on him, like, you know, would stop threatening me or whatever. Bam, fucking homeless dude dropped him. Then he went to the police and tried to get it. I guess the police weren't even going to investigate it because, let's face it, they couldn't keep up with all the fucking homeless punchings and fucking queens. Uh, but, the guy, <laughs> but, but the guy knew somebody. Let's face it. Let's just be realistic here. Right? There's a homeless dude every... punching somebody on every corner of Queens. What do you want us to do, arrest everybody? There's a guy in the back of this room, a homeless guy that just punched someone. What do you want to do? Stop this press conference? But I guess because the guy that got punched knew somebody, which again is obviously how it works in Queens and everywhere else. Then they, the police mysteriously reopened the case. But they closed the case like the same day the guy got punched. Because they're like, whatever. We got a million fucking things going, dude. A punching? You're all right. You're fine. And uh, they opened the thing back up because he complained to the right fucking person. Like, that's all that I saw non-stop just brutal it was shit about fires and fucking beatings and a fucking queen shot to death I mean the most depressing thing is that articles about people getting shot and killed are just buried because there's so many tragic things happening in Queens every day every day you know it's great people violently murdered it's just you know you know I think that's just a product of a lot of people living close together. So let's let's take that number of people. Uh, let's say how many? What do you think the population of Queens is? Uh, I bet it's over a million. Over a million. Now, I think you would. May do you think, or would you agree that that same group of a million people? Actually, that this might not be true. I'm, I'm answering my own question here. That same group of a million people spread out over a much wider area, do you think there would be the same amount of crimes? No, definitely not. That's been proven, actually, that the tighter you pack people in, the hotter it gets, the more violent people get to each other because it's just a, a basic function of just frustration levels. There's actually 2.3 million people that live in Queens. Brooklyn is 2.6, Queens is 2.3, Manhattan is 1.6. Right. So, yeah. And I'm sure, there's, I'm sure that's, give it, that's, that's give or take a... Cut maybe like a hundred thousand at least. Yeah, right. I mean, that's this fucking census. Who's the fuck's gonna go to half these places and count properly? Yeah, can't, can't count yeah. every. You can't count every punching pugilist homeless man. You know how many? <laughs> Just the level of of anguish. I mean, you know, you're reading an article, Isaiah. This is, this is enough for me. You're reading an article about a murder, and like all the little side things are about like other murders. Like a guy, I was reading this thing about this lady that got shot, 
Then the, the little sidebar thing was I'm almost done. Man's death ruled homicide after ruthless Queen's robbery triggers his heart attack. He just happened to be in the fucking place and he gets he was in the place and they've robbed him. Oh, I'm sorry, he was out on the street. He gets robbed by two creeps. The newspaper even says creeps, I love it. Knock him down and rob him, and then he fucking died of a heart attack. So now they're looking for them. They're, they're saying it was murder, and it's probably just two now fucking twenty-year-old dudes. Yeah, man's death ruled. Dude, how homicide. do you feel about that? That's 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 a little. What do you? How do you feel about that? I mean, lock those fucking punks up. What the fuck? They robbed. Well, yeah, you should dude. lock them up. But should you lock them up for homicide? That's a little extensive. Well, just because the guy had a heart condition. They fucking robbed his ass, and it caused him to have a fatal heart attack. I what think you, if they would have robbed one hundred, if they would have robbed one hundred people, there's a good chance that ninety nine of those people would not have died of a heart attack. Okay, guess what? They fucking lost this bet. They fucking robbed the one dude. I don't. I, don't I think that's. I think that's a little fucked up in the law. I don't think they should be accused of homicide. Maybe. May, okay. Look, if we want, if we want to meet in the middle, manslaughter. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. That's 100% serious. What about an well, old dude? What about Queens some guy who's 80 years Queens old? Queens cops have already closed the case. They said, listen, if we wanted to track down every fucking robbery that turned into a homicide, turned into a heart attack, we'd fucking be working around the clock, okay? Case yeah, closed. Right. That's probably like the first case. If it, Yeah, that's insane. I've never heard of that. I'm robbing a guy. You scare him to death, and now it's a homicide because he, he had... That's that dude's fault for eating Big Macs for 40-something years. Anybody nice. they would have robbed. I don't know. Like So it, that's like charging an 80-year-old guy with homicide because I forgot. I didn't. I, 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 mistook, I mistook the gas for the break, and I floored it into a, an entire farmer's market. And so I you, killed and so injured. You, so you want to prorate murder sentences. Like, look, yes, they did murder the guy. On the other hand, he was 84. They didn't murder well, so he let's died. Give that's, him like a, that's the Well, that's what manslaughter, that's where manslaughter comes in. There's there's a different there's the difference between murder. There's like what? First and second degree murder. It's like how how meditated it was. Like are you in or were you And then there's like manslaughter when you accidentally kill somebody because you you freaked out in your car and you ran into somebody. Like that's I don't know. Like definitely these dudes should be arrested for, for burglary, for armed robbery. They're using a gun. That's a big thing. But if they really want to push it, but, but for murder, that's just, that's nuts. I've, I've never, by the way, liked manslaughter. That sounds so harsh. And that's the God, one that's sounds like worse. the lightest. It sounds Man, much worse. Fucking manslaughter. Man, you're, all right, you're right. It was manslaughter. Let's let him off with a warning. He didn't murder anyone. Yeah, it's you. You get less. You get less of a sentence for for slaughtering a man. What, than I'm you do close. for you know just murder. Just murder. Yeah, he thought about it for a while. Nah, I didn't think about it that long. All right, we'll do we'll do a murder too. Uh, I'm gonna close Chop. my queen segment. Okay, it was nonstop crime reporting because they're all assaulting each other and killing and maiming. Here's the last. I'm just gonna read you the headline. Okay, and this will give you a good taste of Queens. You ready for this fucking headline? Queens man demands NYPD commissioner investigate NYPD cops having sex with his wife in alleged retaliation against him. And then it's just a picture of the fucking... <laughs> the commissioner and his fucking number two guy just sitting there trying to fucking talk into mics. 
to explain how they're going to defend themselves against this guy making a claim that the cops are fucking his wife to retaliate against him because of a... I don't even know what the fuck they're retaliating against him, but I just love that headline. Yeah, what was the original offense? Like, why were they fucking with him and his wife? That's really... That's 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 crazy. That's crazy. I, I thought... What was the one you gave me not too long ago? It was Oklahoma City? I thought Oklahoma City was bad. <laughs> you got... I you, got, said, you got cops. And so wait, like, he, yo, I'm gonna this, fuck your wife, and I'm gonna make you watch, dude. So like, why don't you just arrest the guy? That's these guys. This guy sends a letter to the commissioner, and it's all bullet pointed with his things. So in September, I was interviewed by two detectives. He names them. It's a woman and a guy, by the way. I sent a letter uh, in September to the DA and copied Mayor De Blasio in your attention uh, about. NYPD officer James Wilfinger, I mean, clearly he's named in a type of situation that he sounds partially guilty right off the bat. If your last name is Wilfinger, I mean, yeah, who, Wilfinger, who started having sex with my wife in November of 2016, and on one occasion she told me raped her anally. Number two, Ooh, this, is, this is the article. Uh, Sodomy Wilf- Pop. That's the name Wilf- of my, uh, my new metal band. Sodomy cop. I have enclosed two articles about the case. Will Finger and subsequently another detective are being used to retaliate retaliate against me by having sex with my wife and ruining my marriage and destroying my family. I'm just trying. Oh, so he was fishing for information about a lawsuit I had filed against Thomas Pasquale for wrongful arrest of my property. Uh, so I guess he was arrested. And he fought it, and now the cops are retaliating by fucking. Well, arrest of his property. That means they doesn't that mean they seized property of his like like he had something and they just took it like. Well, no. It says in 2014 he was arrested, and the officers tried to get my wife to claim that I had hit her, which was a total lie. I complained to Internal Affairs. Interfere. I was arrested. Looks like it was like a domestic abuse thing that came. They must have said, "Wow, she's hot." And then yeah, so this guy was beating his wife, and his wife started having an affair with the cop. Yeah, and like now he goes, he's trying he to says say they they got her drugs and alcohol, and started banging her. So it sounds like really she just started fucking the cops. Like she's wanted some That's attention. A, yeah, she's willingly just having an affair with the cops because he's a jackass that beats her. What are the? This just that sounds crazy. That's this guy. What's, Here's what's number three bullet point. What's Will Will Finger seduced my wife into sex by giving her drugs and alcohol. My wife never took drugs or alcohol before. He even started having uh-huh. sex with her in cars and vans and parking lots of bars. I hired a private uh-huh. investigator and he helped document these injuries. <laughs> uh huh. Well, this Jeez. guy's a lunatic, dude. Let me tell you something. He is. He's so. His his first rationale is not that his wife is just sleezing herself out having an affair but no 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 it's the cops my wife's innocent these cops that's crazy what's more she's likely a, what's more likely a, a, the cops having some sort of blackmail revenge sex with some dude's wife or just a lunatic in Queens I mean dude after reading just like 30 articles over the last week 
Is it the cops or is it the lunatics? I don't know. It seems like a fucking free-for-all. Like, you ever see fucking Escape from New York with fucking Kurt uh, Russell? That's what Queens is right now, I think. I don't think so. I think think it's fake news. I think it's all the same, man. It's, It's literally what gets... What gets eyeballs on the page to read is that headline that you just read to me. That's some National Enquirer shit. That's not what's going on. Look, I lived... So it was 2012, pretty much all of 2012. I lived in at some place in Queens. I never once saw a crime, was never a part of crime, nothing. All of, in fact, my entire time living in all of New York City, whether it was in the city or was it in Queens, I spent a lot of time in Brooklyn. I never even felt uncomfortable. I never felt like anything bad was going to happen. It's like um, there's just so many people. There's so, I mean, like you said, they all packed. It's a, it's proven. It's like a sociological sociology fact that you you pack people in. These things are gonna happen. These people don't want to be around each other, and bad shit's gonna happen. But it's like, it's still the world still isn't a shit place. Like you, if you're there, you can. Do Queens is a great place. I, like I said, I lived in Queens. I lived in a. Uh, to be honest, I lived in. Uh, to be really honest, one of the places I lived was called Forest Hills, which is like actually a very upscale neighborhood but i lived right at the end of forest hills which is like close to jackson heights which is where eddie murphy was in um that's where uh randy watson and sexual chocolate was from right then jackson heights <laughs> sexual chocolate jackson heights his own randy watson watson right and i mean you you drive down it's not like a nice built up area it's it's like it is city on the lower end of what a city is. You know, it's a little run down and whatnot, but like, by and large, nobody wants to be confrontational. Like, yeah, people are pent up, they're rats, like in a little cage, they're, they're gonna snap at some point. But like, by and large, like nobody wants that confrontation. Nobody wants, like it's, and, it, and I think it just happens a lot because of the, the amount of people. And it's gonna happen a lot more than in a place like where we live here in Florida. But it's not like, it's not like you walk into to Queens and you just hear gunshots going off like bow, bow, bow. like holy shit I'm in the wild fucking west. It's just like south like the like in, in south whatever Chicago like they talk about all the shootings and people dying. It's like yeah there's a, there is people dying but like I could spend months there and never even hear a gunshot. Like you're not. I was in Chicago uh, like last year a like year and a half ago and it was. I was in. I went into South Chicago for a little bit of time, and it wasn't nothing. The world isn't a bad place. But if you look into the window at night, you can see a bunch of cops raping the shit out of women. Pretty much any window you look. Left and right, they what they do is they like to tie up the husbands, and they put them in the corner. We gonna make you watch. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it's, I know. The news is always going to be bad, and they only want to put the shitty stuff out there because that's what yeah, sells. because that's what sells. That's what they're, they're all looking for, for views and likes and whatnot, and, and it's just like anything else. Like, that's what's going to sell a paper. That's what's going to get people onto their website to read the news is only bad shit. It's all really, yeah. Well, so, all right. So I'm not saying Queens is a cesspool, but that was my, according to my Google alert, that's what I got. What do you got next? 
for us. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up with the last two Google alerts that I had, and uh, this is definitely our longest episode. We're already at two hours and thirty one minutes, so I'm gonna go ahead and, and and plow through this pretty quickly. So my last two were you gave me all people. It's gonna be Julianne, and um, but the other two people are the ones that I really got kind of sucked into, which is pretty interesting, and I really spent most of my time looking into them, but it was, um, I don't know exactly how to say his name, but is it is it Demi Hasabi, or is it Demis Hasabis? You know, I don't know. I, I don't think, know how to pronounce it. I only have read about him. I think it's Demi. I think it is Demi Hasabi, and Demi was born to a Greek father, and I think like a South um, like Shanghai, like Chinese mom in England. And right off the get-go, this kid was a fucking prodigy, right? At 13 years old, he had reached the, uh, he was, he was ranked master level in chess. And, um, he took many adolescent teams to the worldwide chess competitions. He was swept the floor. The guy was a fucking genius. Had all these different graduated with all his de- with a number of degrees already by the age of like 17 immediately started working for Lion Lionsgate as a production company at the time which I feel like now they make movies maybe it's just the same name but a different company no I think they do and make movies hmm oh, yeah I think it is I think they do make movies yeah well at the time it was video games that they they were making and he he headed at age 17 a like the AI department I believe it was either at 17 or 19 because he there's, I'm, I'm, I'm not reading this right now I'm just going off of what I read and trying to remember it but he he, he worked for this company for a while and he created a couple of video games and he always worked in the AI department like heading the AI for the video game and then um he went back to Cambridge at like 19, got his like PhD and went to some school of London and has all these degre- degrees in like neuroscience and whatnot. The guy's absolutely a fucking genius. He had this game, he, he created the AI for this game. Oh, that's what it was. When he was 17 working for Lionsgate, he came out with a game called Theme Park and he created the AI for the game Theme Park and like he programmed it all. And it won all these different awards. And um, it actually... Um, it actually uh, won... Oh, no, no it, it's what sparked, like, Roller Coaster Tycoon and all those other sim games. Like, that was, like, the original one. Um, then he, he went to... Went back to school. Went Then he started working for another company where he created the game black and white which is considered like a god game and it's based off of like you have to like raise kind of like a, a nation and you're like this god but there's like other nations and you're trying to like bring this nation up through like civilization and you kind of have like you can as the god you just have like your mouse is like a hand and you're just kind of you can like cast like floods and you can make things happen and um, try to move this this culture, this civilization through, up through the years of like society or whatever, right? People love those games now. That's like a whole. Oh, genre. it was it was like, oh, it is. It's called it's a the genre is god game, 
and it was the like first of its kind and it won like the Guinness Book of World Records for like he was 19 years old and he, he was the head of um, AI programming for this game and it won a Guinness Book of World Records for like AI complexity or some shit he went on to write like a number of different papers on like neuro neurotechnology, uh, not neuro like neuroscience and AI and all these different things with memory. Um, he and and at one point it was like one year. They there was some paper that he wrote with a couple other people that was considered like one of the biggest breakthroughs in all of science for that year in AI and memory and that kind of stuff. And now he founded he founded the company with three other with two other people. He founded the company uh, DeepMind, which is a British based company that Google bought for four hundred million pounds, which is roughly about uh, is roughly about eight hundred million dollars or a little bit more. Um and they their entire thing is they're trying to develop AGI, which is artificial general intelligence, which is just learning. They they take this these algor these learning algorithms that they've created and they they teach the algorithms, which is just mind blowing. So they just bombard that the these artificial intelligences with a shit ton of data like millions upon millions of data points and in doing that they learn um, they learn whatever they're they're trying to learn so one of the one of their biggest feats that they did was they created an a artificial intelligence um, program that beat the world champion in the game called go are you familiar with go uh, I'm only familiar with it in that this is what it was that caused me to make him your uh, your guy. Because I said, listen, reading some of the AI stuff that they're doing, I said, this is this is the start of the fucking Terminator movie. Guys like this, it really is. Even Elon Musk to fucking to do this stuff. So so Elon Musk at one point even tweeted about this, and I'll get to that later. But Go is. Arguably one of the oldest games in history. I think if you look it up, oldest like board games in history, Go I think is like the oldest that they've discovered, right? It's an ancient Chinese game. You have black and white stones on this board, this checkerboard, it's like separated into quadrants. And it's almost like, you know that little pegboard game that you play at Cracker Barrel? Yeah. It's very similar to that. You're just jumping these pieces, and you want to be like the last piece on the board, basically. And like, I don't know all the nuances of the moves that you can make and whatnot, but that's essentially the game. But it's yeah. been the coveted grail of AI developers to create an AI that can um, that can beat a person at the highest level because of how many different um, how many different combinations there can be on the board and how random and actual like how actually random that they can end up and you can never really predict what a person might do it's much more so than than chess you know you had um, the what was it uh, IBM Deep Blue was it Deep Blue? 
Deep Blue, yeah. Yep, Deep, Deep Blue, Blue was the one that beat the, the they, they did it to do chess, but chess was every single move ever made in chess at the master level has been logged. There's this massive, massive catalog of every move. And so uh, a game of chess does not become unique until like the 30th move. So literally every single move up until you move the 30, like for the 30th time, there it's it's not unique every single move has been done and there's been and it's all been logged through tournaments and so if you find yourself in a position and then and that's what makes the grandmasters so great is because they have all those moves memorized so all the way up until move 30 you find they find themselves in a position and there is there's like oh well so and so well they don't may not know they might not know the person that was in that position but they would say, well, this is this position's been done this many, this amount of times, and I know that I can do this, this, and this, and whatever. And so until it gets to that point, that's when the game becomes very strategic because now you're getting into areas where people haven't been. So it's a lot less difficult to create an AI to perform that. <clears throat> With Go, they created this, this Go AI, and it defeated the world champion or, or the former world champion um, five to zero. So there's five games and they it beat them all five times. Um, and that was a huge groundbreaking thing for the AI. And that was like one of the biggest things why I think Google acquired the company and started funding it. And then uh, they played like the former world champ and beat him four to one. And they've recently started moving into, they've talked about having it try to perform there's, they, they really just have it learning how to play video games really well. Like they started with Atari. Like they have this, this AI can play Atari on like a superhuman level. Um, just beat like any fucking game you've ever wanted to play at Atari. You could just fucking wipe the board. And um, then they've got, um, so they've, they've really started moving into trying to have these, this AI play more three-dimensional games. There's games like Doom. I don't know if you've ever heard of Doom or StarCraft, yeah, a, which is like a... Yeah. It was like one of the first ever first-person shooters was Doom, and they wanted to yeah. play this game and, and become good at this game. And in that, when they started talking about doing that and start put it, started putting their efforts towards that, that was when Elon Musk, he, he tweeted out a couple of years ago or maybe like a year ago, and he said, this is, the, this, this is terrifying have you're you're literally having an AI become very good at like war strategy games especially with a game like StarCraft which is a, one of the most it's an esports game which there's people that are literally paid millions of dollars to play this game especially in Korea and all the, and then the best people are just mind blowing playing this game I don't know if, have you ever played Command and Conquer do you remember Command and Conquer um, it's a, a board game I don't remember it as being a video game so yeah, it's a video game where you have like a you start off with like eat there's it's it's always like uh, player versus player. And you start off with a like one little unit and the unit has to mine for things and then you grow your your forces and then you're fighting each other with the forces that you build. And that's what a, a you know, real-time strategy game is. Um and so which is very very Un, it's very unnerving because you know this guy might this company might have all the rights to that but they're going to grow old they're going to die and 
somebody might acquire the rights and somebody might sell the rights and you never know but it's it's ex ex extrapolating into a, a darker future there's no reason why an AI system couldn't you just lay that same AI, AI system over like a, a shit ton of drones that you just send into an area and they just fucking destroy the, the entire area. It's just, it's really, it's, I see where Elon Musk is coming from, but these companies actually, especially DeepMind, they actually are a member of like a conglomerate company that is like the ethics of AI. And so like that's their entire thing is like, yeah, they're developing this stuff, but at the same time they're a member of like these ethics Co uh, corporations that are like laying out like how we should use it, how we shouldn't use it, what we should study, what we shouldn't, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that being said, you, I think Elon Musk is kind of out there as far as he, he's a little wacky when it comes to what, what he's afraid of or what he's looking at. His perspective is pretty fucked up, I think. Very smart guy, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's out there doing what he's doing, but he also is pretty fucking whacked. But uh, when I read this, I was like, when I came across this guy, it was about that the beating the world champion in Go. And I was just, the, the article that I read, it, it talked a little bit about DeepMind and what, what they're doing. And I said, Jesus Christ, this is the beginning of, you know, AI that's going to really get to a, the next level. Mm -hmm. Where you're going to be able to have could be. a robot in your house that's going to be able to anticipate needs and shit. And it'll be something everyone will have. Like just like, hey, take awesome. the garbage out, and then uh, don't forget about this, and help me out with this. It's hey, like, bitch, your computer, it. why don't you go take out the garbage? Huh? How about that? Well, the why best thing, best thing the is, garbage? the best thing is, you tell your, your computer, your robot, the garbage has to go out at 8 o'clock on Wednesday morning, you could fucking die, and the fucking thing is going to take it out every day until they fucking find your body. Oh, you know? that's... <laughs> That sounds like a short film that somebody could write. <laughs> it's just this sad robot taking out empty trash bags day just after empty. day. <laughs> that's really funny. So that's that's really uh, so there was nothing that came in with him, but that's you know that's essentially. I didn't nothing really came in this week on him. Nothing came in this week on him. So the other one is uh, the Cock Brothers, right? Yes. Uh, well, what most David and Charles. Coke, but well, you can say cock. No, it's, fucking cocks. I say cock. So David and Charles, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure is their names. There's actually yeah. like four of them. Their dad, <clears throat> their dad created some special drilling technique, which turned them into these, with his company, that's turned them into these in, incredible billionaire tycoons. And um, they're heavy into philanthropy. So the two brothers. I've had a number of different disputes with the rest of the family. They bought they bought the other uh, guys out, and they're the only two now that that run the Cock Foundation. Um, they are uh, they get a lot of flack from a lot of people because they they uh, fund uh, a lot of they've created like the Cato Institute. Or they helped, yeah, they helped found the Cato Institute, which is a, th a think tank. There's a number of different think tanks they, they've created and whatnot, and um, which are all for the betterment of society and, like, free market and all that kind of stuff. I, I, a lot of people pin them as heavy conservatives, but I would, cons I would pin them more as heavy libertarians, which 
if I had to choose something, I, I would align myself a lot more with a libertarian point of view than I do anything else. And it's a little shitty that they get bundled. It's a lot more, yeah, they, they get bundled together. But they, uh, they've had, I had a lot of stuff come out of that. A lot of it was just mentioning, most of the articles were just mentioning their names. Because it was like, it was mostly like, uh, we're talking about this person. This person is getting funding from the Koch brothers, right? And so that's that's essentially all of it. But it was I was bombarded by just cock, cock, cock every day. It's just bombarding, you know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> they got uh, their hands in everything for sure. They got their cocks in everything. Um. So. But one article that the only thing I could really bring up to I want to lighten the mood because I feel like the whole last fifteen minutes has just been AI talk, and I really want to wrap this episode up because it's almost three hours long. Um, is uh, there was one article that came out where they uh, and I have it pulled up right here. <clears throat> so so I'm. There was a lot of things like during the Obama administration where they wanted to stop the overcriminalization of certain things to lessen the strain on um, to lessen the strain on the prison systems, which is kind of like a big combat thing, like combat thing, because the prison systems are are privatized. So these guys want to keep these guys that own the prisons want to keep these these laws enacted because they need to keep these things full to keep their you know, pockets fat, right? So it's back and forth, and it was a there's really uh, this article of this guy just bashing uh, how I think it was I guess Sessions is that his name I don't I don't know his name Je- uh, yeah some Jeff Sessions was he was attacked because yeah. he he told Congress to so the Obama administration was like all right we got to stop enforcing these weed laws on these states that are that are recreational and 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 medical and sessions is like not go right back in it and start fucking these dudes up and the dude wrote this article it's like and and agreeing with him and being like everyone's bashing him but he's right he needs to be doing this because weed is a fucking epidemic and it's fucking everything up and it was it was some of the things i read so uh new year's day rang and the sale of pot in retail stores in California, which expands the hazard, expands the hazards it poses to the public there. In addition, anyone over the age of 21 may smoke pot on private property now in California, simply to get high over and over again. And he just talks about this terrible weed addiction. And as I'm reading it, the only thing I can think of was that scene in Half Baked. Uh, you, you, you've seen Half-Baked, right? I've seen Half-Baked, absolutely. Yeah, all I can think about is Bob Saget sick, sitting there, and he stands up and he goes, marijuana is not a drug. <laughs> and he's, like, and he's looking around, and then he's like, yeah, exactly. He goes, Coke is a drug. He's like, I've sucked dick for Coke. And then, yeah, you hear some guy going, I've seen him. He goes, you ever, ever suck dick for marijuana? Dick. <laughs> And I love oh, that. Shit. And I wish somebody would. I wish somebody would show that to this guy. It's, you ever suck, dude? It's not. A, it's not an epidemic. And then, and then he starts ratting off. Uh, he starts rattling off statistics about how the numbers have jumped twenty five percent of like accidents, like car accidents, 
And when they tested these people, it's jumped 25% of the people that tested positive for marijuana. But it's like, you test positive for marijuana up to a month after you've been high. Doesn't mean you were high when the accident happened. Just means that you smoked weed within the past month. It's just a really weird fucking article. Like, this guy is just like, like, who, who, who's paying you, bro? Who, who's paying you? What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, but, they just, um, they basically just want to cut taxes because they fucking own so much money that, you know, they don't want ta- taxes to just fucking kill guys like that. They're trying to make their yeah. 20, but there's nothing, there's no amount of money that will satisfy pricks like that. It's about pushing everything back and just, you know, they, all this money is coming from America, by the way. Being made off the backs of fucking Americans. They want to keep it all. Mm-hmm. They want to tell us what Not to do. do. You know, it's, and, and, and they get bashed a lot because of uh, the, a lot of their think tanks are opposed to what's going on with the climate. And I'm, I'm, pick, I'm choosing my words very strongly here because every article you read you're going to read that they are climate change, they're opposing climate change, which I know for a fact, and it's been that way for a long time, they're not opposing climate change, they're opposing human-affected climate change. And, um, which is, I mean, there's no, and I don't think that's the argument anymore, but they, they, they use that verbiage to make, to just lump everything together and to, uh, to, What's the what's the word? Not to decredit, decredit what you're saying. Is that a word? Yeah, discredit. To yeah, discredit. I said decredit. So to to discredit what what these people are trying to say by just by just lumping them and saying you're you're denying climate change. It's like we're not denying climate change. We're denying the evidence. Just doesn't show that exactly that humans are one hundred are are yeah humans are one hundred percent. Um, which is, which is, I, I mean, it, there's, there's a lot of data out there and you shouldn't ever take data for, from just one source. Like if you're taking data from the Cato Institute, you should also take it from a different think tank that's on the other side and find the, the common through lines of information and whatnot. But it's, it's, I mean, there's, there's an absorbent amount of evidence when it comes to the natural tendencies of the planet and solar energy itself, like how, like what the sun puts off through different uh, uh, times in its lifespan, like it puts off more energy uh, over other times and it's directly correlated to our planet's climate change and what our planet itself, I mean, don't get me wrong, we, we, we do um, affect it, but it's affecting it on a scale that is minuscule to the overall f- scheme of what's going on with just the planet in itself. So I don't think that's the, and to try to try to reverse it is like, really kind of. I mean, I, I mean, we, sh- I don't know. It's it's a rough thing. It's a rough thing to talk about, because it's like we're trying to fight something that we we think we have one hundred percent responsibility for, when I don't think that it is one hundred percent responsibility. So you can't completely fix it, and then it's like it's a winning, it's a losing, it's a completely losing battle no matter what you do. So you don't think we can do anything to slow it down? You think that the world is just doing its own I mean, thing we, we could we slow it down, it? but it's... We could slow it down, but it's on, like, such small percentages and magnitudes. Like, we could we could do everything perfect, but I think the planet would... 
the planet will absolutely still go through its natural. It's like who who was driving around all the cars and putting ton like trillions of tons of carbon monoxide into the air, carbon dioxide into the air in the year 14,000 BC. You know, like who who was it? Like why did we go into an ice age then? Like why has there been like what were the dinosaurs doing that was making their planet so fucking hot? And then what happened after that that made it so fucking cold? It's like it's it definitely goes through there was even a time when it was like during the the potato famine and everything they called it the mini ice age it was like this time for like a decade where the average temperature of the planet dropped by a certain amount of, of degrees but there's no fossil fuel emissions there was no carbon emissions during that time it's like what happened then yeah i mean it's you know it's hard to say we don't know how much is us and how much is not I like to think, because ingenuity has done so much, we could, um, you know, come up with some way to trap carbon and put it back in the ground. Why not? Like, have these big vacuums sucking it out of the air and, you know, re-solidifying it and putting it back in the fucking ground. The ocean, the well, ocean does that naturally. The, all the oceans, they're massive carbon um, heat sinks. They suck it all up. But, um... I don't know, man. The, the the radiation that the sun puts off is directly correlated to a large percentage. There's also a large amount of natural occurrences on the planet that pump just as much, if not more, carbon emissions into the the atmosphere than we do per year. Um, it's uh, like I said, we, we we could stop, we could change, we could do everything now. And then what happens when it continues? Like, who, who, do you, who do you point to? It's like everyone has to have somebody to blame. And when there's no human to blame, who are you going to blame? It's just, a, it's, a really, it's a really strange thing. It's a really, really strange thing. It's, uh, the planet gets hot. The planet gets cold. It's happened a bunch. So, honestly, the hotter it gets, the better. It's times of prosperity. The, the, the temperatures during like the renaissance and stuff were coming out of that mini ice age that I talked about. Those were the times of like the most, the greatest prosperity, all the greatest enlightened, like the, the, the era of enlightenment, all that stuff. Anything was related came out of to, these times when related to hotter temperatures. I mean, we, we, you, you could argue that that's a logical fallacy just because the two of them happened at the same time. Doesn't mean they're correlated. Right, but, spurious connection, not necessarily related. They just happen to coincide. Right, but I mean, there's a lot of people die when it's cold, and a lot of people live when it's hot. Who knows? If it gets super hot and there's a lot more oxygen in the atmosphere, we, we might grow to the size of three to four stories like the dinosaurs, and that'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, dude, let's wrap this shit up. I can't fucking do this anymore. This is nuts. This is yeah. this three-hour fucking podcast right about now. It's going to be a three hours. Let's hurry up, divvy out our shit, and wrap this, wrap this 11.43 on a Tuesday. Take it easy Tuesday, and here we are, hard in the paint. What do you got for me? What are my alerts for this week? First alert is Eddie Murphy, because we both love him. Nice. Done and done. Done. What do you got for me? I got um, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, I am. I'd like to see what's happening with the Great Pacific Garbage Patch this week. 
When's the last time you even heard about that? Oh man, ten years ago. There's there's yeah, a few of them actually. I'm sure people yeah, are still talk sure about so. I think there's there's like a massive dump in the middle of the um, Gulf as well. All right, so I got your second one is. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Johnny Johnny Knoxville. Oh, nice. What's that old boy up to? All right, what do you got for me? I got uh, Tim Ferriss. You know who Tim Ferriss is? Like the Ferris wheel. I, sh- yeah, I sure do. He just came out with his new book, Tribe of Mentors. Just came out with that new book. He's a very prolific just guy, just in general. Great dude. Great podcaster, too. Never listened yeah. to it, but I know it's great. All right, and your last one, and I was inspired by our talk here tonight, and I think it's going to give us a lot of great stuff next week. I think this is probably going to be your biggest one, but I want you to follow up and continue with your Hawaii missile alert. I want to tell you, tell me about the fallout that happened with the false alert. You got it. And what do you got for me? And your last one is going to be Cameron... Esposito. How am I spelling that? Uh, C-A-M-E-R-O-N E-S-P-O S-I-T-O S-I-T-O Esposito. Yep. Nice. I can't wait to learn about Cameron Esposito. Tell everybody about Tim Ferriss and the great Pacific Garbage Pack. Next week here on Talking Points, this has been our longest episode probably in like two years honestly um we used to have episodes that ran about three hours long years ago i don't know what happened we were doing so good i'm not saying it was too long or whatever but fuck man we haven't run this long in a really long time something no no it's funny because i I, we gotta fix it i really expected to run a lot shorter in the last handful of episodes like eight episodes we've we've been like all right this is an hour we're going to do an hour and we've gone like two hours, and this is our longest one. I, we cut a segment out, but we just ended up talking more. Yeah. I talked a lot. I'm I'm sorry, man. But no, I think it was a good app. I just it's just like holy shit. Now it's long. It started yesterday. It's almost tomorrow. We touched on a lot of stuff. It was a little racy at the beginning. Uh, I made it really racy. I was trying to get at you, see how you felt about trannies and black people and black trannies, black midget trannies and. Then we moved into artificial intelligence and you told me all about Queens and how terrible it is. And uh, here we are at the end of our episode. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. It was, it was nice. We'll do it again next week, man. See ya. Thank you, everybody. Adios. Adios.